<laughs> check, check, one, two, one, two. What's up, guys? My name is Danny Phantom. And this is David Webb. And today we have each other. And we are talking about, <laughs> well, <laughs> scummy slumlords. <laughs> no way around it. So, yeah. so full disclosure, we're going to be jumping around a bunch because, uh, you know, I've taken a bunch of notes, but uh, this story takes place over the course of about six months and has four or five different parts. Um, so, uh, I don't know, Danny, where should we start? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's almost like a Lord of the Rings journey, so... <laughs> Let's start at the very, very beginning. Um, when you first, like, where did you move from to sure. this place? Uh, great question. So, yeah. really great question, because literally here, the building we're in right now oh, nice. is where my storefront was. Yeah. Uh, other side of that wall. Um, and, uh, you know, I moved because, well, honestly, my, my friend had a, a phone repair shop there, and he messaged me asking about essentially taking over his lease because... Um, he was, you know, he wasn't staying there. He couldn't keep someone in the shop. And, nice. we, and uh, I had at that point had two storefronts, so, you know, maybe I was interested in a Park Ave one. Yeah. And I wasn't interested in getting into cell phone repair, but his storefront was good. And yeah. um, so I should have taken it because he was paying, I think, a thousand bucks a month for the place. And so uh, when I took over, it was 1100 And I asked her, I was like, hey, I know the last person was paying 1000 I know there's no changes. I, I know it needs this, this, and that, and it's not, you know, the floor is sinking over here. Anyways, 1100 a month was the starting point, and it was, it was great. I moved from Hamilton Street to Park Ave. I closed my, my West Boylston storefront. I moved everything over here uh, and consolidated it. Because, um, like, the West Boylston shop was literally, according to Google Maps, seven minutes away. So, you know, anyone who could get to that shop could get a little bit further. And people who lived in West Boylston and Boylston and Sterling and generally didn't want to go to Worcester were still willing to deal with Park Ave. Whereas, like, every single one of them was like, Hamilton Street, where's that? You start explaining it, and they're like, oh, Grafton Street? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) No one wants to deal with Hamilton Hill or Grafton Street or, honestly, even... bottleneck. Yeah, no one wants to come from the other side of Worcester to this one. And... You know, I, I got that a lot from so many different customers. Like, I have customers that used to live over here, move to the other side of the city. I would, you know, run into them doing errands, and they would say, oh, I keep meaning to come by, but I'm never over there anymore. This was common. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I uh, talked to my business advisor about it, and I was telling her, you know, because I just moved. This was during the, like, three weeks in 2018 when I moved to Spencer. And it was about moving it. You know, it's one of the biggest factors was, you know, now it's only, like, 18 minutes from my house instead of, like, 25 Um, And really, at that point, I shouldn't have even been planning to be at my shop. I should have been training someone else. I should have been upgrading, expanding. Anyways, my business advisor said to me, she she pointed out, like, David, it doesn't really matter, you know, where you live. Does it make sense to move your shop to Park Ave? Like, what, is the storefront better? Is it this? Is it that? You know, I thought about it for a moment, and I was like, you're right, it doesn't matter. And I texted the landlord and said I was taking it, and officially realized my shop was upgrading to Park Ave. Yeah. Um, And... You know, overall, it was great. It was a, it was. I did look at a few other storefronts on Park Ave at that time. Yeah. Uh, I looked at one that was a. Uh, it was a first floor of like a of a one of those like six units, and it definitely was an apartment, but it had a big Park Ave facing window. It was right across the street from Park Ave. Uh, sorry, from um, from Baba Sushi. So like really nice okay, okay, neighborhood. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, behind where uh, BTS is now. Yep. Um, and uh, but the problem was the building was sketchy as hell. There was a sign uh, in the the front door. You had to walk through the the main entrance like to walk into any of the apartments or either of the storefronts. Yeah. 
And that's the other thing. The other side of the storefront was, I think, a travel agency and the rental agency for this building and all the other ones like this. Yeah. So you could tell that this was like a slumlord office and then a storefront that they rented out as you know for as long as people would stay there. Yeah. And that was the first floor of their building. And the, and um, but but there was a sign on the door that said uh, that uh, no sleeping in the hallways. Police will be called. Well, and I was like, okay, I can't have my... Right. And also, you know, looking out my store window every day to, at Baba Sushi was probably not going to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Also, there was absolutely no parking. Yeah. That was with the... Uh, none whatsoever. Not even street parking right there. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it wouldn't have worked. Uh, another one I looked at is now an insurance office. It was, you know, set back from the road, also on the first floor of a bunch of apartments. Anyways, long story short is there was nothing else anywhere near my budget or uh, with actual storefrontage. Like, I realized one thing I absolutely need is the ability for people to walk right in off of the street. Yeah. You know, if I, if I, even if I have a little stairs, that stops people. If there's, you know, a setback, it stops people. Parking is negligible, but what I really needed was, one, a place for people to park nearby or in front, and, you know, the ability to walk in off the street. So this place was available. It was the right size. Uh, I like the pizza shop style layout for my business. Yeah. You know, the action in back, like a kitchen. And then, you know, we, we can have a little mess back there. Yeah. And then, you know, we have a presentable front area where, you know, retail and whatever. Yeah. So the shop was perfect for that. It's two levels. There was, a you know, upstairs, downstairs. And um, they were both about, I don't know, like 600, 700 square feet. It wasn't big. Um, but it had two spaces and it was perfect. So I took it over, put up my signs. Um, you know, at first, it, like there weren't really many big problems. The uh, the roof leaked a few times throughout the tenancy. Yeah. Um, and she did address it within the first. It, it took about a week, but it was only. But it wasn't like it was constantly leaking the entire leak. It you know leaks during the rain, yeah. and then so anyways. Um, and one time it did. Uh, it did rain on computers, but we replaced a $30 keyboard on the computer that it had rained on, and it, the rest of everything was fine. And we were like, okay, whatever, no big deal. I wish I'd said something more then, because, like, you know, I would have seen how she handles things. So, um, I don't know, what else? So, so, so anyways, I moved there because it was a, it was a big upgrade. Um, it, in retrospect, huge mistake. Uh, it was a waste to be on Park Ave without parking or visibility. Yeah. Like, because I had a flat, flat storefront, no one really saw me unless they were looking for me. Yeah. And even then, people had trouble seeing me. Like, I have people who say, you know, we ask every customer who walks in, how did you find us? And we have people say, oh, I drive by you every day. Yeah. And we're like, did you know about our old storefront? And they're like, what? No. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, these people have been driving by us for four years with no freaking clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so anyways, yeah, we, uh, we, we have now have visibility and parking. But before that, we just had a Park Ave storefront, a Park Ave address. And business, you know, tripled. Because of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Be being, being in a place that everyone was willing to go to and everyone recognized makes such a huge difference. Because not everyone knows where Hamilton Street is. Not everyone's willing to drive to Hamilton Street. Yeah. And so, you know, Worcester is very much a lot of small towns. Park Ave is, you know, every, I, I used to say it and I still do, Park Ave is a necessary evil. We've all accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it runs right through the city. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with, like, like I think of it like Park Ave is the horizontal line, then you got Chandler, Pleasant... And, you know, Highland that are all, like, vertical. Oh, I've made a whole map of, like, like I, I totally agree with you. Worcester is definitely this, like, weird grid. Like, yep. uh, what, what is it? Like, going over from um, from Highland via Linden, via to, to Pleasant, to Chandler, and then you can yep. just continue over to Maine. And, like, you, you cut off half the neighborhoods. It's, like, the fastest... It, the, walking through the city gives you, like, a different image yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, holy shit, I can really just cut through right here. 
Right, right. Like, seriously. It, yeah. Worcester's not that crazy when you're walking through it. It's just, I mean, it still is. But but it's, <laughs> but, but it's like, it, you know, the streets all still connect. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Once you start mixing in, like, one ways and whatever the hell they're doing around the Hanover Theater with that, like, now useless oh, turn. Is, yeah, I don't even, like, come on, bro. Like, like, just get rid of the fucking street at that yeah, point. Yeah, like, exactly. Block just it off, off, make it a courtyard. Like, yeah. what, like... They're bugging. Yeah. They're bugging out. So you moved there. What year was this? So, uh, 2018. Uh, wait, yeah, 2018. 2018, and... Okay, and how long were you operating out of here before you went there? Six years. So six we, years. We, I had been on Hamilton Street for six years, not necessarily on at 67 Hamilton. That's worth acknowledging. I um, So after about two years... So this was where I first opened, 67 Hamilton Street, and then um, after about... I think after... Well, it must have been February the second year, there was a... Honestly, it was a landlord issue. The, uh, you know, the, the, this was, place was vandalized. It was totally my, like, it wasn't my fault, uh, yeah. but it was probably, it was, uh, let's put it this way. It was February 14th. So I was probably personal. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, and uh, essentially, the, you know, the, like, it wasn't, I, you know, as a, as a tenant, I wasn't responsible for the, like, repairing repairs of that level. If the landlord yeah. wanted to raise the rent after paying, after doing it, he could. But I was not in a position to and also not legally required to. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't. So I, I, I covered them all up. I knew he was going to have to have them replaced. And, um, but, like, we, we left on amicable terms because I was actually still renting the townhouse. And I eventually bought this building from him, which I'll get back to in a moment. Um, and, uh, you know, this place was then a, uh, corner store for, um, for about two years, actually. And in fact, actually, for two years, because, uh, after two years at, I moved down this block, uh, to 63 Hamilton. Okay. Uh, it's now that gold jewelry place right there. Yep. And so I was, uh, so I was there for two years, and then, um, during those two years, near the end, I purchased this building. Okay. And now that I was the landlord here, I moved back, um, I added the wall that's behind you. Okay. Um, and had a contractor split this place into two. Yeah. And then, so, anyways, then that, now they were significantly smaller. We had outgrown, you know, pretty much this place and then half the size of it. So we, uh, that's why we needed to move. Okay. So I was here for six years, here as in Hamilton Street, not 67 Hamilton. Yeah. And uh, then we moved there. And then, um, so that was 2018. We'd been open for six years in business. And uh, so I, um... She only did, she does uh, one-year leases for the first one every time. I asked for a longer one because, essentially, I didn't want it to go up. Yeah. And uh, she said, no, I only do one-year leases for the first time. After that, we can talk about more. So, at the end of that um, one-year lease, we negotiated a three-year lease. It was uh, going to be, I think it was um, $1,200 for the first two years, and then it went up to $1,320, um, which is, you know, about 10%. It's not... Uh, you know, given Worcester commercial rates, it is not unreasonable. Um, yeah, sure. was, were, was there anything to justify it other than the passage of time? Fuck no. No, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it was agreed to, and it was still not really that bad of a, of a deal on my end. Yeah. Um, and then so, uh, yeah, so, so, that was, so that was in uh, 2019 that we renegotiated, and that's really important because um, we're about to now also have to discuss the uh, security deposit. Which I originally paid, you know, eleven hundred dollars security deposit, and then I had to add uh, two twenty to that in twenty nineteen, giving her a thirteen twenty security deposit with the new lease. I get it. Okay. Now this is important because in the year prior to that, I had done things like painting the storefront blue and green, which is you know my shop branding. Yeah. Um, I, I ha which you know sounds like a huge thing, but also I was upfront with her. 
about this. Like, like you know, I, I, I talk to landlords about this ahead of time. I don't just go in and, and you know, they, sh- they show up to pick up rent one day and the walls <laughs> yeah. are blue and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, there was... And uh, we also upgraded the, the lock to a... Um, Smart lock. I, uh, me and my ma- my technician have uh, NFC chips in our hands, and there's a Samsung lock that we can use to unlock it. Fire. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's it, it, anyways, it's it's keyless, and we don't have to think about it. We don't have to remember a key, and even my you know employees who don't want a chip implanted in their hand can just use a combination. Yeah. Nice. Now now we've upgraded to fingerprint. It's unfortunately a little more yeah. flexible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we have, so then uh, in uh. Everything was mostly overall good. You know, the, the window leaked a few times. The, the, not the window. The, um, yeah, the roof leaked. Um, my, uh, one of my windows was broken, but that wasn't actually... That was, again, not the landlord. This time someone stole a uh, pile of... <laughs> so they, they, it, it's kind of funny because I have to backtrack a little bit and say that this was, like, semi-well planned out. So they came in on, like, a Saturday evening. Keep in mind, like, this means they, at the very least, paid attention to our shop hours, which yeah. is on the window, but most of our customers don't fucking read that, nobody, so... Nobody right. That. No, right. <laughs> so, um, anyways, he uh, showed up on a Saturday evening, angled our camera up away, like, walked up with a broom pole. Wow. Right. Pokes up the camera, and then comes back the next day. Like, I had to watch all the security footage because I no longer could, like, watch for the sidewalk. Because yeah. So he comes back the next evening, uh, like, like middle of the night, um, and breaks the window and takes a pile of laptops that was sitting on a shelf at the, window, at the counter. So now the, the, the punchline of this is, though, that he got, if he's lucky, about 10 bucks in scrap. Yeah. I um, they, they, he got seven or eight laptops, but they were like at that time. Like my plan with those laptops was to put about thirty bucks of parts into them in the form of a battery, a hard drive, and then sell them for about a hundred bucks each. Yeah. And this was like so so, so they like were this, shells. yeah they yeah were shells. they were shells of old computers that needed the most essential parts, <laughs> and like also then ten to fifteen dollars each for the fucking chargers. Like That's I was gonna make show. yeah. Yeah, he took a pile of computers that was up against the, the, the window. Yikes. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I mean, that that's actually one of the things that was clear in the, in the lease. I'm responsible for the windows. Okay. I was responsible for the windows. So, it's fine. I um, I ordered from uh, A1 Windows and Siding. They're, uh, they're a wholesaler, wholesaler, and um, their pricing was half of everywhere else I talked to. I tried National Glass. They were right across the street at the time. And it was literally half as much to get the security version as the normal version from them. Yeah. So I got I upgrade. So you know this is essentially at this point in my life because I've pissed off a fuck ton of people. The way I have to handle shit. When, when someone breaks my windows, I upgrade my windows. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I actually outright fucking told that to my employee the other day. He was like, "Well, what if someone you know it's a big window?" And I'm like, "Well, one, it's insured. It's insured. And two, we'll get the one with the security cage put in if they break it. Like yeah. that's you know right." <laughs> You know, insurance is paying for it anyways. Let's have them do it right this time. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I, uh, we replaced it. She actually was fine about that because, like, I wasn't asking her to do anything. Nice. <laughs> um, and uh, we, I actually upgraded both of her windows uh, because they were... Uh, the, anyways, the whole place... Uh, so, okay, so that was one thing. She was overall not, like, the worst landlord in the world. Like, it was always a, you know, I'm showing up for rent on this date, which is, you know, normal. That's kind of what you expect. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, the sink never really worked. Uh, and we mentioned that to her a few times. She was like, I don't do anything with that. And she's right. You know, in a commercial place, she doesn't. So yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, we got it with the shit sink. I'm not, you know, 
We, we literally just used it to wash our hands after using the bathroom, whatever. Like, yeah. I can forget about this for a while. We've got way too much hand sanitizer sitting around anyways. Yeah. So, like... I never fixed that, but other than that, like the place wasn't that bad. There was a, some sinking area in the front of the uh, of the the shop that, like, it wasn't again wasn't that problematic. I put a few shelves on it so customers weren't walking around on it. Yeah, the place was you know beat up and occasionally leaked, but not the end of the world. So then early uh, like uh, February of this year of 2022. Um, I'm like, okay, this is fucking enough. My electric bill at that point was like $700. And my bill there was actually usually closer to like $150, $200. Yeah. Um, mostly, well, that's actually not accurate. It was always under $300. Always. Um, I think I had one spike, uh, like, using the air conditioner. Anyways, long story significantly shorter. It was, something was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, something was absolutely wrong, and I hadn't upgraded any of, like, you know, it was all the same computers plugged in as, like, the past three months. Yeah. And I looked at my bill, and it had been getting significantly, like, anyways, I said, hey, some, you know what, in fact, this is one of the ones I was going to look up, because it's really important. I'm going to read my first text there, because... Here we go... Oh, social media. There we go. Okay, so my first text to her was... This is February 4th... Oh, sorry, February 7th of this year. Hi, my electric bill last month was $700, which is near the total of three usual months. I think the heaters are underperforming. It's normally not an issue, but we've had them set to 80 to keep it in the 60s. I'm going to put some plastic over the front windows to help insulate them, but I want to mention this cost slash issue now in case it is a drain somewhere else in the building's power. And essentially, like, uh, hey, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think it's an issue. Um, and, you know, I did I did sugarcoat it. I did, you know, minimize it, softball it to her. I didn't think it was a big fucking issue. I yeah. thought, like, something's wrong. Maybe my next month. I don't know. This happens sometimes. Yeah. Next month was was more. Boy. And uh, it was... So, so, anyways, her response, her response at that time... I was going through it, and these are screenshots, not text okay, log. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, her response at that time was essentially to, uh, you know, say, okay, check with your insurance, check, check, sorry, check with the electrical company, which is, you know, a reasonable thing. Like maybe it's a meter or whatever. That's, you know, that is the first response. Like make sure it's not, you know, but anyways, I did. Um, they got back to me in a week and a half. We've checked nothing on our end. Um, it kept going up. So anyways, she, she, um, didn't end up actually getting back to me about anything. So, so I had to remind her that it was still an issue in March. And keep in mind, this was a really fucking cold winter. So, like, we were, we were, like, literally every day, some of the, I, like, I tried to turn it off on the weekends, yeah. but then we'd come in and we'd turn everything up to 80. Because, you know, that's the only way to make this place tolerable for my, like, like I'm fine in the cold. My, my employees are not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... So, anyways, th and this was afterwards. Like, th like this wasn't beforehand because in in December we were like, no, we're gonna leave it at seventy five. We're gonna get it, and then like we're at a point where like, okay, no, this is this is not fucking working. January, it was still we were. I think it was like we were keeping it at seventy every day. Yeah. So, anyways, mid March, uh, her husband, who I didn't actually realize this was her husband until she corrected me at one point. I thought this was her handyman, and I'd referred to him as a that in a bunch, and it was. Uh, I didn't mean to be insulting. I just, yeah. She's like Joe's coming, and I'm like, okay, cool, Joe. So, Joe. Um, Identified that a mouse had chewed through the wire in our in the heater. So keep in mind these are baseboard heaters. The same one, oh, not shit. here, but in that it's yeah. they're baseboard heaters. Yeah. So I had a baseboard heater that was either partially or non-functional. I don't know, but for the past like three months we had a heater that wasn't working, which would actually explain one the electric bills and two because you know we had like I said two levels. Yeah. 
So that means we had one heater heating the entire place, and that was the one downstairs with those big windows. Wow. Right. Doing all the work. Yeah. So that was why. And so anyways, I, uh, so I asked her, like, hey, what do you want to do about this? How do you want to handle this? Um, and I, I did say, phrase it nicely. I did say I don't really know exactly how much, but it's been at least 800 bucks out of pocket, more than it should have been. Like, yeah. yes, electric bills were high the past few winters, the past everything. Like... Yeah. But but not not triple high, just yeah, exactly. just like maybe some months double, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but but never never triple. And, and so I don't know how much. I, I to be completely honest, I don't know how much I used and how much was like. But but I also shouldn't have had that problem. And per our lease, minting the the fixtures is on her end. So, anyways, I you know I, I said this. I'm like, okay, so how do you want to handle it? Yeah. And she was like, no, nothing. We're not responsible here. Uh, right. Your bills are your issue. Uh, and I, I pushed for it, and, I, and she was like, no, if the mouse cut the wire, then there's no electric going through it, and you're not using it. That was her argument. I have this all in fucking text. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that's where we are with that on that. Like, she took no fucking responsibility, wasn't open to any level of... Uh, and so, at that point, I'm like, okay, wait a second. So, like... I, my, because at that point, my lease is up in two, mo- in, uh, in two months, and I was also planning on selling the business. I was planning on selling the business, opening a gun shop here, and never thinking about computer repair again. Okay. I was probably going to switch to fucking Apple yeah. and get a good warranty plan <laughs> and literally set refer everyone who comes to me to whoever the hell I sell it to. Right. Um, but the, the person I was going to sell it to flaked out, and also this. So... So, so then I, I keep pushing this, and I'm and she's like, okay, well, let me know if you're going to renew by this date. And keep in mind, that's kind of really fucking shitty and predatory. Let me know if you're going to renew before we discuss any form of terms or pricing. Yeah. Like, let me know if you're going to renew, like, pressuring me two and a half months before the end of my lease Sketchy. for an answer. Yeah. And she tried to give me dates in writing that were not legally enforceable. Like, I don't actually have to give her an answer. No. Like, like no. you know, I, I think we have to agree before 30 days. Um, but she was, anyways, she's trying to confirm 60 days, which considering the fact that the other two storefronts on that block were vacant and had been for like half, over half a year at that point, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, so I decided I wasn't going to give her, like, I wasn't going to wait till when she was asking. I told her, um, in, uh, this would have been June, July, whatever. I, so I left for, uh, end of May, April, whatever. I don't know. So about... So at that two and a half month mark, about so at about two mark two months and a week, I let her know. I, I I you know what actually let me find that one too because that was another, you know this really was me trying to freaking work with her. Uh, okay, so this was on March seven. Uh, yeah, March seventeenth. I'm sorry, but I'm realizing I will be unable to get you a definitive answer by May 1st. This is her asking if I'm going to renew my lease. It would be silly and financially irresponsible of me to commit to staying someplace with ongoing electrical issues if the next bill doesn't reflect that the issue was resolved. My friend is renting a house on Park Ave for 2K for a studio. I have a, a friend with a piercing studio, at Elegance. They're amazing. And they have this whole entire fucking house on Park Ave, a block from my new place. That's 2000 a month. So my friend is renting a house on Park Ave for two thousand a month for a studio. If I'm spending seven hundred on electric any months of the year, I should consider just upgrading to a different location with parking and consistent utility bills. If the electric bill in the upcoming month reflects that the power drain is resolved, I will almost definitely be staying or having a colleague take over the lease. If my bill is above three hundred again, despite the same things plugged in and in use, I will need to look for a place with functional utilities. 
I am sorry for the delay, but I can't agree to stay a year more if I'm also paying an extra few hundred a month in electric. The space works for my business, but it isn't worth the 1800 a month it's costing. If the bill is back to where it should be, now that the heater is fixed, I will likely stay. I usually get my bill on the 8th of the month. If I get it before then, I will let you know. Additionally, the downstairs... Well, might have lost that. What? I mean, but yeah. that sounds fair. You yeah. Know what I mean, you're basically like, hey, this shit still is resolved. Um, it's taken care of. And if it is taken care of, then yeah, I might stay. But yeah. Yeah. And like, you're still giving her the opportunity to um, acknowledge that it, she has some responsibility here. Right. Right. And that like, you know, functional heater. So it's a reasonable fucking request of a tenant. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not being a dick. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, I'm not legally entitled to withhold rent um, because it was a commercial uh, lease, which is actually very relevant for a bunch of things. You know, I mentioned that it was a mouse that, that bit it. Yeah. Um, so uh, the now let me find that because the short version is she doesn't owe me the uh, the responsibility of maintaining her property uh, from pretty much anything, um, but. Infants, so, so, what were you going to say? Is that, like, by default, or is that something that was agreed upon on the lease, that she wasn't... Well, so, so, um, it's neither. It's by default because it's commercial, but, like, uh, even, but but if our lease, unless our lease specifically says she's responsible for something, I'm not, she's not responsible for it, essentially. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Commercial leases, so, uh, there's a lot of residential protection laws. Um, there are virtually no commercial... Like, all of the commercial protection laws are based on contracts. I get it. Okay. So, essentially, you know, uh, my lease agreement with a residential tenant has to... If there's something illegal in there, um, the entire lease could could be thrown out by a, by a, a, a judge. Okay. Um, even... Sometimes... But then other people have... Um, they, then there are residential leases with clauses that specifically say... That the rest of the lease is valid if it the if part of it is found to be invalid to protect themselves. I get it. It's it's silly, but like that kind of language exists in a yeah. commercial world. It's literally your contract says this. This is what it is. Pretty black and white. Yeah. However, um, now this is from the Mass.gov website uh, on uh, landlord responsibilities, uh, duty to provide habitable premises. Infestation. Common areas and apartments must be kept clean and free from rodent, insect, and other infestation if there are two or more apartments in the building. Uh, And then it goes on to say, structural elements. You must maintain the foundation, floors, walls, doors, windows, ceilings, roofs, stairwells, porches, chimneys, and all structural elements so as to exclude wind, rain, and snow so as to be rodent-proof, weather-tight, watertight, and free of chronic dampness in good repair and fit for human habitation at all times. So, the good news is that that is really fucking clear if there are two or more apartments in the building. So, you know, a great example is this building. There's these four commercial spots right here, and then those three residential ones right there. So, am I, you know, let's say you're renting this spot right here. Uh, Am I legally uh, required to prevent you from getting rats? Apparently, yes. Yeah. Because, th- you know, th- that, that's not about you and me. It's about my responsibility as landlord yeah. and based on the building. Yep, yep, yep. So the good news is I, I didn't just, like, you know, 
paraphrase this to my landlord. I linked her to it. I sent her screenshots with arrows and circles. Yeah. Um, and then, later, when I'm eventually finally fucking going talking to an attorney who doesn't actually respond. We'll get to that part of this whole thing later. Um, when I eventually finally get to a fucking attorney, I send him this. I'll send him a screenshot. I, I, I have sent him, like, here's a documentation of me telling your client this yeah. and citing it because... Uh, we'll, we'll get to his response because it's extremely relevant because, you know, yeah, their yeah, whole yeah. thing here is this is a commercial thing. Yeah. So, anyways, um, where were we going with this? Because I was on commercial tenancies. What was I on right before that? Uh, we were talking about how she 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 refused to basically acknowledge that... Uh, right, refused to acknowledge that her responsibility. So, also, our lease did say... Um, I, I should find the exact wording, but the short version is... I don't know if, like, uh, the li the lights were totally not her problem. Basic electric, not really. Fixtures, like, like heating elements, that's totally, like, you know, things that are attached to the wall when you get the place, those are usually on a landlord. Yes. Um, you know, if I wanted the entire thing upgraded, probably to me. However, it's worth acknowledging, my new lease with my new landlord does specifically clarify that I'm responsible for all of that. And this one yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um... Appliance-wise, she was responsible for the heating, but more importantly, she was responsible for preventing the problem that affected the heating. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, I guess it is legally debatable, but I'm going to be going to court and debate it. Yeah. So, well, actually, it's at that point, which which brings us to our next thing. Um, so what I'm, I don't know if it's really our next thing. I'm suing her. Um, <laughs> and that's, at this point, you know, this is all relevant, yeah. but it's not necessarily the next part of this. Okay, so after... After after the, after the electric bill and she right after right, the electric bill, okay, like, right. So I finally start withholding rent. That's where I started here. Yes, I'm not legally yes, entitled yes. to withdraw withhold rent because it's a commercial lease. That's how we got on the segue. Yep. So uh, I'm not entitled to, but I did, um, and uh, it worked. She had someone come out with an electrician. She had Joe come back with an electrician, like you know, a week and a half later. Yeah. So she finally actually has someone professional come and look at this. Um, he says everything, you know, that, that they're now functioning, functioning as they should be, um, but he's not surprised that they're not heating the place. Like, they're two baseboard heaters, and, you know, it's a full square storefront with uh, two big windows. Like, yeah. this is, he suggests getting pneumatic heaters, and that's the end of that. Yeah. So, um, then uh, I uh, sent her an email um, going over all of this, and I'm like, hey... Oh, you know what? Actually, that part's going to be relevant to the uh, the pest control. So I sent her a long email that's essentially like, "Thank you for finally doing something." Once I, you know, withheld rent. Yeah. Um, however, it would seem like you are trying to still address the um, rat issue without actually addressing the rat issue. If you are going to have inspectors, uh, sorry, if you're going to have um, exterminators come in, please let me know when. So then the next, uh, like, not the next day, but, like, uh, about a week later, I got a text from Joe, not Kathy, letting me know that we're having our annual pest inspection. And I'm, um, you know what, let me find those texts because those ones were also uh, very... Annual pest inspection. That's what he called it. And this is... How many years have you been there? Okay, you know what? Exactly where you're going with this. Four. <laughs> four. I'd been there four, and it hadn't happened once, and I asked him about this, and his response was essentially, because of COVID. I'm like, wait a second, but it wasn't, co <laughs> but, but, but like, and what about the two years before that? And he said, uh, they, we called, they didn't want to come. And I'm like, okay. So, so then I also addressed that in email with Kathy, but um, th this is really important because at this point they are being actively deceptive. Yeah. Um, so... So, so that so they finally have a fucking pest control come, and pest control 
um, places a few poison rats in my unit. They actually don't even tell me they're poison. They say they put, they put a few... Uh, they called it units. We put a few units in um, uh, your... Uh, they put one in the corner and one over uh, against a wall. So anyways, uh, the... Uh, I'm like, cool, great, thanks. Like, at this point, I didn't actually expect anything to come of it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. at that point, um, you know, we weren't even using the heaters anymore. This was in, uh, I think this was actually in mid-May. So, like, we were beginning to get warm out, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, then, about a week and a half later, I open up. This is a Wednesday morning, I think, and uh, the entire place smells horrible. Like, oh, no. l- like, well, it's obviously putrid animal, but, but like, I, I wasn't sure if it was trash at first. Like, like yeah. I wasn't sure if it was, like, you know, someone left a banana in a trash in this heat or something. But, so the place, so I open up everything, I, I, I air everything out, I start, I email her, I, I text her, I'm like, hey, this is, there's something, like, I'm realizing what has happened here. Yeah. I, um, I move all of my, uh, the, you know, I had a bunch of bins against the wall, um, I moved them away because the trap was over there, and I'm like, get your, I don't want to fucking open traps, like, I don't want to touch poison or dead rats, this is not my job, do something about this. Yeah. Um, I then find out from the tenant above me that it smells up there, too. Speaking of the tenant above me, I can't name him because he actually doesn't want to be involved at this, which sort of sucks for him because he's now in court records, and I don't care because he should be... Anyways, she threatened him. Like, like outright was like, do you want to get involved in legal action? Sorry, can you afford to get, uh, uh, to, to get involved in a court battle? Was how she phrased it to him. Um, when he, when he, uh, because I mentioned to her that he had told me that she, he'd actually, because he said she finally, this was the night before that the pest control guy came in. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Kathy's finally having a, pe- a pest control guy come in. And I'm like, wait a second, finally? Like, wait a second. Yeah. Finally? What do you mean? And he's like, yeah, I, call, I, I called her, uh, you know, over, oh, he says, over the winter it got bad. I called her a few times. And I'm like, okay. So I emailed Kathy about that. And she, um, like, like about that and uh, also referencing um, Joe's like pass control thing yeah. and this is at this point this is me further documenting everything exactly. this exactly. is paper trail this is but but also at that point I'm withholding rent and I need to make sure that we keep it verbally engaged and that there's a you know what's going on here yeah so um, and it worked really well. She says I'm going to hear from her lawyer again. She says, which, which at that point I had heard about four times. Yeah. And at that point I was like, I would really like to hear from your lawyer. In yeah. fact, I tried to be like, there's some weird laws about representation. Essentially, if she says my lawyer's going to contact you, I can ex- uh, pretty much refuse to communicate with her until I hear from an attorney. Exactly, exactly. Um, and so I was trying to take advantage of that to get her to fucking hire an attorney. Because I know that an attorney is going to tell her... Like, yeah. I, like no, uh, this, this guy's actually right, sorry. Yeah. Whether or not she likes it, but anyway, so I keep trying to push for an attorney. And, uh, when, when I, and I'm, like, eagerly awaiting, and literally I tell her that. Anyways, um, she, uh, so, so I, I finally, oh, right, so she doesn't fucking do any, oh, so that's not true. I called the, I called the uh, Worcester City um, in whatever agency. I end up reaching the director uh, of uh, air and... Um, air, there, there's an air hazard in department in Worcester okay. Inspectional Services. And I reach the director who gives me a long, lengthy, yeah, it sounds like um, a mouse probably ate that poison, crawled into the walls and died, and that's probably what you're smelling. Um, wow. Right. Which made perfect sense. Absolute yeah. perfect sense. Explained everything that was going on, the timeline and everything else. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, what can we do about it? And he's like, well... <laughs> yeah, so... Commercial, so that's the other thing. There aren't even laws against, like, like all of the laws here are for residential units. Yeah. So, in, in fact, the, the, the health department wasn't actually helpful at all. I've got a great video. We're going to, th- this is from that day. Um, 
and I'm, we're just gonna play the audio for <laughs> this because uh, it's really clear cut. This is me talking with the inspectional services guy. Yeah, that might not have even been audible for anyone. I'm sorry about that, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I get for trying to do this the low-tech way. Anyways, uh, he, he outrages. So, so there's a there's a, this is a 30-second video of him and me walking into the back room, and the only thing he really says in the entire video is, "Yeah, you definitely got a dead rodent somewhere in here." So the problem is, one, he didn't actually write any fucking notes that day. Son of a bitch. And the, so he did add it later, but between then, the other guy came back because it was his vacation, and there wasn't anything to smell then because I had the windows open and everything, and yeah. they did come back again after that, but he didn't fucking note anything that time either, but he did call her. So, like, that's documented from that day, and after he called her, uh, the pest control company she originally had came back from Rhode Island to, um, and removed a single dead rodent from the basement. Oh. Yeah, a little mouse, like three inches from the basement. So we're all like, okay, cool, awesome. I come in the next day, the smell is still fucking there. It's definitely better, but it's definitely not fucking gone at any level. Wow. Like, it's still fresh and pungent and Gross. horrible. And keep in mind, this was mid-May. Like, this oh, was... No. Right, right. It was like... Not, and, and so, a good I news... that smell, too, dude. That's like a It, it stuck in my smell. fucking nostrils for, like, a, a week and a half after this. Like, every time there was anything unpleasant, my brain was dude. like, is that dead rodent? Right, that's was punch you in the face. It was... It, like, traumatizing's the wrong word compared to any actual trauma, but, like, it was unpleasant. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it was... Anyway, so, so um... So yeah, uh, so it smelled. It smelled for uh, for days. So so on a on that Saturday. Um, so keep in mind, at this point it was like four or five days. Um, no, at that point it was uh, four days. Um, I uh, I texted her. And I'm like, hey, if it still smells when I come in today, I am because I was I go I get in at noon on Saturdays. I am contacting uh, Protect Pass Control. They're a company I've talked to before. They've given good quotes and they're usually timely. They're not like same day people, unfortunately, yeah. usually. And I sort of did know this about this, like when I'm making this threat. But uh, they do good work. And if I'd called him and told him exactly, like I'm like, hey, remove as little wall as possible. I need a bill itemizing this. Sorry, but let's do it. He would have yeah. been fine with that. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to contact Protect Pest Control, and I'm going to have I'm going to have it fucking removed myself, and I'm going to send you the bill. And she responded immediately, and at that point, she was pretty much ignoring my text. So this was the first response in a while. She responded pretty much immediately, saying, uh, reminding me uh, the, about the part of our lease that says I can't make modifications without her permission, like wow. to the building. Right, right, exactly. So my first thought at that point is, you know what? I'm going to fucking uh, I'm going to get a. Um, I can't remember what it's called. There's a, a ozone generator. Okay. Uh, wait, is it ozone? No, not ozone. No, maybe it is ozone. Yeah, ozone. It, it essentially just like fills the room with um this like really toxic thing, but it seeps all the smell out of everything. Okay. Um, realtors and landlords use them in between, you know, like smoking tenants and whatnot. I it's it. great it. for seeping out. So in other words, you know, no damage to the wall. Now the downside of this is. My friend lives upstairs, so he's actually out of town this week, and I don't know if my landlord knows this when I'm making when I'm talking about this. I was hoping yeah. to get a response, got nothing, and I'm like, you know what? I figured it out. I'm gonna rent an air purifier, 
Like that's you know because like I justifying the cost of a of purchasing an appliance yeah. is hard, is difficult. Like I have to justify that I purchased this and I needed like you know maybe maybe then she says well you know you you now have it you now have this thing you needed that anyways for your apartment on building. So instead, I rent an air purifier from United Rentals for two weeks. Who also by the way were fucking great. Um, they delivered it for free because you know it goes in the back of a pickup, but didn't fit in my HRV, nice. and um, it was it was like 500 bucks for two weeks. Um, obviously, I still haven't been reimbursed for that. But now there's another clear, specific damage yeah. uh, cost associated with all of this, yeah. um, which is because you know which is really what it comes down to. No matter how fucky what she does is, the only real way I can make any claims based on it is if there are actual damages associated. And I have damages. You know, at that point, I was already dealing with loss of business. Yeah. You know, my, my place smelled like a dead rodent for five days. Um, you know, the electrical costs, but the electrical costs would be really difficult for me to prove, never yeah. mind, like, itemize. Yeah. Um, like, I can say I think this percentage, but, like, what am I going to do? Get in a heater expert? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah, bring yeah, them yeah, to yeah, small yeah. claims? No, not going to, like, justify that. So, so, so that the, that's okay, though. Because of how scummy she is, this is all actually working out really well. So, uh, I mean, because deceptive and unfair practices are something that Massachusetts has criminalized. Okay. And given a clear-cut consumer process, which is really the highlight of this episode yeah. uh, is 93A consumer protection laws. Okay. Um, and so the short version is essentially a consumer can sue someone for deceptive or unfair practices. And like the common examples for this are, you know, misleading ads or, uh, you know, bait and switches. You show up to buy one car, they sell you another one or it, they, you know, uh, deceptive warranties. Um, I've actually received a few 93A claim letters um, and I should probably go over that uh, later in this episode so we don't get sidetracked. Yeah. But uh, it's actually really fun when you, you recognize, like, you know, the, the, that the thing is deceptive and unfair. So no matter what they say, if they're, you have to argue that you were not deceptive and unfair. Yeah. So, like, I got... Yeah, whatever. We're going to skip into this right now. So one of the ones I got... In fact, I'm going to read this. It's a complete segue, but it's great and yeah. fun. And I think people... Uh, it's, I, I honestly loved it. So, uh, and I'm just going to read the actual whole, thi whole thing. I, uh, and this is a law in mass? Yeah, so this is 93A consumer protection laws. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so 93A and then the section 9 is consumer. Section 11 is, uh, is business to business. So, okay, so this was received, keep in mind, this was received through um, email, which doesn't technically count unless someone confirms a response. Best practice is to send this through certified mail, which I will get back to because... Kathy fucked it up. Or didn't, but we'll get back to that. Okay, so. <clears throat> David, I have copied my attorney on this response. Please below find an accurate timeline of the events that took place culminating in the disrepair of my HP NV360 uh, laptop. Email placed on date to HCR to inquire if they were able to fix a laptop. Email received saying they could fix the re uh, replacing touchscreen. Provided email link by David, owner of HCR, to vendor on eBay for the part. Placed the order on blah, blah, blah. On I received, brought part to HCR same day. When I picked up, same day, repair tech informed me that screen did not fit properly onto the back of the laptop and that they would order a new back. I agreed and paid for labor of the screen replacement and the new part, laptop back. Placed an order, tech showed me the laptop, touchscreen camera were working correctly, but that, uh, tech, the repair tech showed me that the laptop, touchscreen, and camera were working correctly, but that due to a bend or dent in the back of the laptop, it could not be correctly secured. He suggested I take it home, that I was free to use it, but do not close the laptop to mitigate the risk of cracking the screen again. 
I took the laptop home and waited for the additional parts to arrive. I texted the repair tech to inquire on the parts anticipated. Blah, blah. The repair tech responded the same day and states that looks like it'll be here in a few days in Connecticut currently. Attached a picture of ship and tracking. When part arrived, I was called. Bring it in. During the repair, the repair tech notified me to explain that the repair was taking longer than expected. He, he wasn't sure how to secure that screen model to the new back of the laptop HDR had ordered. When work was uh, completed, repair tech called to let me know it was ready for pickup. When I arrived and toward end of day, tech explained that he had to use strong glue to secure the screen. There was glue on the screen that looked like scratches. He assured me they were not scratches, just glue. I was handed my laptop and I was told I was all set. When I arrived home, I opened the laptop. The battery was dead and there was glue on the screen and the exterior of the device. The screen was still not properly secured in the lower left corner. Touchscreen did not work and to my disarray, neither did the camera or microphone options. I was frustrated. The next business day, I drove to HCR to discuss my frustrations and facilitate further actions to fix my laptop. As I was standing at the counter, he tried to find the touchscreen different sets of files on the laptop to no avail. He was unable to turn on the camera or microphone. The repair tech suggested that if metal touches components, it can short out. He further suggested that he would order the component uh, he had thought that it shorted out during the laptop at no charge to me. It, and now it stated it must have been a faulty screen, suggested I return that eBay... Uh, return that to eBay and start the repair process again with no additional charges. I explained that I could not return a part that was working and was subsequently shorted out during the repair by HCR. In addition, I suggested the vendor would not accept a screen with glue all over it either. The repair tech agreed and suggested I speak with the owner, David Webb. David Webb did not re return my calls that day, but did email me on July 16th to inform me that HCR did not believe it was their responsibility and would not honor the repair facilitated with a part from an outside vendor. I found this curious, as the owner of HCR himself told me where to buy the part and supplied a link to the vendor. I emailed David Webb back on July 17th, explaining my plight in detail, and to this date have not been provided a response. At this time, I respectfully request that my laptop be fixed properly and to my satisfaction, or to be replaced with a new HP NV360, NV or be refunded for the repair. Costs of $225 plus the cost of the screen, $148.75, total $373.75 by HCR. Please let me know via email what option you choose within the next 72 hours. After such time, please contact my attorney, this blah 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 blah. If this matter remains unres unresolved, my attorney will pursue available remedies to the highest extent follow, uh, allowed by the laws of the common Massachusetts wealth, including his attorney fees. So, um, short version is, really unhappy customer. Uh, sounds like she actually does have a legitimate gripe. Um, Lewis Rossman of the Rossman Repair Group has a great uh, game he plays, essentially, a who's the dick. Uh, you know, because, like, customer service isn't really cut and simple. And, you know, essentially, is the customer asking for something we don't do or are they asking for something, you know, we should have done right and yeah. being reasonable? In this case, she's not the dick in this, but, however, she's being a dick. Yeah. And also, um, the real complication here was essentially we couldn't, we, we essentially were like, look, you can exchange that screen. I know for a fact that if you mail that back, they're going to refund you and give you a different one. That It's eBay. You can yeah. do that. And I did explain that to her. Um, and two, um, it wasn't like, like, you know, the touchscreen itself was the issue. We replaced an entire screen. It was the short version is yes, everything should have worked. And under different circumstances, we would have. Anyway, so let me just get back to my response. Um, okay. <clears throat> so this was my response to her email. And keep in mind, I sent this from a tent on my land in Maine because I didn't want this to bother me for the rest of the day. Yeah. I was just like, you know what? And I just fucking wrote this down. And honestly, this is not the right way to... You should... If you get a letter like this... So the importance of a 93A demand is you have to... Like, if... if like, what she... All of her threats were valid. Yeah. You know, she could sue me for 225 plus lawyer fees um, times three if... Yeah. Uh, she didn't say that, but she could because of the full... Anyways. But it's, again, deceptive and unfair is what it's about. Yes. 
Vicky, to be entirely honest, I didn't reply to your first email because I didn't have the time, energy, or patience to, and I still don't. But I do prefer win-win situations, and it seems like the only realistic one at the moment is you having a fully functional laptop and me never having to read another 10-paragraph email from you ever again. Whether or not you believe it, I'm not actually trying to fuck you over, I've just been ignoring you. This email isn't going to be polite, respectful, or professional, because we're in a position right now where I can tell you to go fuck yourself, and you have virtually no ground to stand on. I'm pretty sure you know that, though, as you cc'd what I'm guessing are friends of the family who had a law practice, but if not, you're welcome, trying, willing to, you're welcome to try and follow through on your threat. Um... Worth clarifying, I had Googled the people she and like they used to have yeah. a brick and mortar practice in Framingham, yeah. um, and do not anymore. And I, I address that later. Um, and then in French, in um, bold, italicized, seriously, th th then stop. If you if you actually think you might win in court, you should bold, italicized, stop reading here, back to normal, and ask your attorney about going for trouble damages. It's the only chance you've got of this headache being worth it for you. But it's not your word versus mine. It's the security footage at my shop versus your word. Which I still say. That's the other fucking thing. The reason I'm so competent at all this is because I have so many records automatically saved. Yeah. Security camera footage for months, you know, all my texts, emails for, you know, the past decade, everything in, you know, searchable format allows me to reference for things like this. Yeah. So, um... Where was I? Uh, is not the shop. Security footage at my shop. You're either remembering incorrectly or outright lying because the camera tells a different story. When my technician explained that sometimes the metal shorts, he elaborated that that would likely have other symptoms if that was the case and informed you that those situations are extremely rare and that in this probably isn't that. That was also after listing a few other possible explanations you seem to be ignoring and omitting um, entirely from your narrative. And he certainly didn't tell you you couldn't return it, as eBay makes all returns very easy for a buyer, and the part you ordered was currently not functioning completely. More importantly, you brought it in with a cracked screen. It now does not have a cracked screen. You did get what you paid for. The complaint isn't that we didn't perform what you paid for us. It's for damages, which I put in quote, which could absolutely have been incurred during the three-ish weeks you were using the laptop with exposed components. We have absolutely no way of knowing that you followed our recommendation about not transporting or closing the laptop, and there is as much way for you to prove you did not damage the screen you purchased as there is for you to prove we did damage it. It also may be defective, as is very common with parts from China, which is why we had her order it instead of ordering it ourselves. It was yeah. going to be three to five weeks. We didn't want to hold on to her laptop for three weeks. Yeah. Um, so if some are working and others aren't, that would explain it. That's the best realistic scenario and would make more sense than anything having been shorted because if it's shorted, you would not have an otherwise fully functional laptop, which you do, which is a large part of why you have, you've got such little ground to stand on legally. The way I see it, you have five options going forward. One, do your absolute best to follow through on your threat in, your e in the email. Good luck. We'll wait for a demand letter if your attorney friends actually send one. You'll never hear from us directly again, and I demand the same from you. Two, consult actual litigation lawyers who aren't tax sheets, in parentheses, Google your friends, have a website, and still have a brick-and-mortar law practice. Their fr her friend didn't have a website either. Um... They will, uh, they will not take this on contingency. Taking it on contingency is essentially lawyers saying, I will charge you a percentage of what I win. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, they don't do that for <laughs> fighting after people cases because, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they're not... Yeah. 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 Uh, they will not take this on contingency. Their hour, hourly rate will likely be double what you might in, uh, italicize when if they're any good. And then in parentheses, labor costs at 230-ish minus the back panel we provided. Three, uh, take my business to small claims yourself. I can tell slash show a court magistrate everything I just told you in three to eight months. It's a toss-up how that goes, but this is the perfect level of drama for small claims. 60 to 140-ish filing fee, which you'll be entitled to if you win. 
Four, cut your losses. Bring the laptop to Geek Squad or one of my competitors and have it fixed by someone else. Or replace it yourself with a newer model. Five, apologize to me for being a Karen and my shop will do their best to repair it to your satisfaction with no further labor charge. You will provide any parts required. If you want to be feisty and pick options one or two, do not contact me any further. Once you have representation, I can refuse to talk to you and only communicate with them, and they will usually happily do that at their hourly rate, and since we can't be refuse service and since we can refuse service to anyone at any time for any reason, it's pretty clear cut and on them to argue that we owe you anything, if they want to have that conversation. Once again, best of luck. If you want to pick option four, check TCS at the bottom of Lincoln Street or Computer Hospital at the top of Chandler. I don't think I've got any other competition left in the city aside from cell phone repair shops. You've always got the option of Best Buy and Millbury as well. If you want us to take another look at it, option five, I would like a handwritten, signed note addressed to Hamilton Computer Repairs, including, sorry for being a Karen, brought at time of repair. We'll schedule a day this week or next for you to bring it in and receive the connections while you wait. If I'm right about the current issue, that'll resolve it. If not, you're going to need the new screen we told you to get in the first place, which is still not covered by our warranty and likely out of an exchange period by, um, from the seller at this point. Honestly, I hope you pick option four, but obviously you're able to use your own your best critical thinking skills to evaluate your given options and come to a conclusion on your own. Have an absolutely lovely rest of your weekend. Sincerely, but not genuinely, David. <laughs> so that was my first time responding to a demand letter. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she, you know, honestly, that person totally deserved the respect of me actually solving her issue. Um, but the fact of the matter is she was probably going to need a new screen and she was expecting us to provide that and that wasn't on us. And it's also like, if here's the other thing, if we had ordered it, sure, whatever, we would have just done an eBay return. We don't have it on an eBay account to return it. Like she's exactly. arguing that we damaged her screen. So anyways, that my, was my response. And I, I think it's important to note that, you know, like I used to say that I talked in conversations as if I was expecting it to be screenshotted and show, used out of context. That's the way you should write these things. Yeah. Um, yeah one yeah. of my colleagues once said, I, I, uh, I say everything as if I might have to someday defend... Uh, he does everything as if he might have to someday defend it on, on the stand. Um, because he's a... Um, He's a uh, auctioneer, so his his job, you know, when people hire him to sell stuff, it's his job to ensure that they get the most they possibly could get. Okay. If they argue against that, he needs to be able to say, I listed it in these three local newspapers, and this and that and this and this, and we posted it here and here, and I use this and that. Like, he has to be able to defend yeah. how hard he tried. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so, so uh, I like to tell the full story and respond to everything, but also... Uh, you know, reference things that I can then cite to, like, it all supports my thing. But the fact of the matter is, she was omitting things, and, you know, that's how this, that's how the law works. You know, you don't, it's not illegal to omit. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how, uh, like, the, you know, uh, like, cops, you know, can, anything you say can and will be used against you, but, but if it's for you, it's hearsay. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. it can be. Uh, you know, prosecutors would, of course, say it was hearsay, and, you know, they're technically right. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's in their police report. Anyways, um, so back to this demand letter. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm actually going to, uh, so I'm now still going to read one more thing, which is the uh, general laws, not the general laws, the mass, the specific Massachusetts thing for 93A. Like there's a, if you, you know, I guess I could just tell people to Google it, but people are listening. 30 day demand letter. And this is again from mass.gov. If you are unable to resolve a complaint with a merchant, blah, 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 unfair or deceptive practices by a business can be a violation of Massachusetts Consumer Protection Act. State law requires you to send the business a letter 30 days before filing a claim in court. The letter must outline your complaint, the harm you suffered, and how you want the problem resolved. This is called a 30-day demand letter. The letter must make a good faith response within 30 days or could subject him slash her to triple damages and attorney fees. 
information that must be included in the 30-day demand letter. In other words, like the legal components of a demand letter. Yeah. Like you send someone to these and it has all of these, it is a demand letter, okay. which is, you know, why hers was. Your full name and address. The description of the unfair or deceptive acts or practice, including all of the unfair practices claimed, the dates involved, and any other important facts. If you know the regulation number, um, you may wish to include it. However, you're not limited to written regulation or laws, which is very important. In other words, someone does something that is not illegal but is objectively unfair and deceptive, and you can show that they should have known that, yeah. that is a violation of this law. Okay, okay. So, uh, three, clearly explains the injury you suffered as a result of the unlawful action, such as, and here's a few examples, failure to return a security deposit, which results in the loss of money. Sale of a defective household appliance results in the ownership of a useless and worthless product. Failure of the TV repairman to repair a broken set results in payments for services improperly performed. Purchases of goods through bait-and-switch tactics results in owner-unwanted goods, which are more expensive than originally planned. Uh, demanded relief, including the amount of money you are demanding to recover. Uh, although it is not required by law, the 30-day demand letter should be sent by certified mail, return receipt requested. So, I um, so I wrote up one, yeah. summarizing all of this. You know, I yeah, um, and I sent it. So I originally sent it through certified mail. Oh, sorry, I'm not done with my complaints. <laughs> <laughs> then, so so you know, after I moved out. And we haven't even gotten into the fucking sign no, stuff no, yet. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, yeah, we're still in the thick of it. So after, so, so, um, you know, at the very end of things, I actually cleared out most of my shit, um, and then maybe left some things in a basement. But but so so that thirty day demand letter. Mm -hmm. After thirty days, if she doesn't respond, or that's what it said, good faith response. So if she doesn't respond to it. Yeah. Um. And and then mail. and then I take if if I can essentially prove that she did not respond within thirty days of receiving it. Yes. Um, I am eligible to attorney fees and triple damages. I get it. Okay. 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 Um, so that's exactly what that just said. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is you know and which is actually what I said in the in, in and so I specifically was really clear about this in my demand letter and I yeah. itemized all of this. So uh, here let's find okay so. June 26, 2022 is when this security deposit accounting statement is dated for. So that's about 20 days after I left. Yeah. Um, no, 20... It's, so anyways, she also got the dates wrong on this. She says lease start date June 1st, 2019. Our lease is dated to, uh, June 7th, 19. And that's not one of those major things, but that, you know, it, it, on the list of things, like, this is inaccurate and that's the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, lease end date... Um, and notice given, she put 4-1, it was 3-17 or whatever. Yeah. So there's a bunch of, but anyways, let's get back. To, so then there's security deposit. Deposits received. Um, 13-20, that's the security deposit. Deduction. This is the notice that the owner of the lease premises intends to impose a claim against your security deposit for the following items. Uh, rent remaining unpaid. 13-20, okay, fine. She's got me on that one. I mean, she actually, <laughs> uh, unpaid late charges, 396. Nothing in our fucking lease talked about unpaid late charges. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, frankly, I don't actually even know what that is. Yeah, right, Like, right, I, I'm right. sure it's it's interest. I'm yeah. sure that's probably what she's calling it. But she, but there's nothing entitling to her to that. Um, which is, again, unfair and deceptive. Yeah. Like, sending me a bill for something that I haven't agreed to be billed for is deceptive. Uh, unpaid utilities, described as, she doesn't fill it out, that's uh, the water bill I was supposed to pay and didn't. Um, and that's 80 bucks. <laughs> Damage slash cleaning, 500. Okay, maybe. 
<laughs> Unreturned keys, 175. Other, repainting two rooms, 375. Okay, but that's a really good price for repainting two rooms. Right. Um, remove signed, 450. So, immediately after getting this letter, I walked down the block from 458 Park Ave at my new shop to 379 at my old shop, and I look and I observe. My signs are still on the building. The walls are still blue and green. Um, uh, she has put on new locks, but, like, one, again, um, nothing in the lease about our locks. Like, there was no, I must return keys, I need to maintain the same locks, anything like that. Yeah. Two, doesn't cost 175 bucks for two deadbolts. No. Um, three, I never got a key to the... Uh, to the back door, like ever, like when I uh, when I first moved in, yeah. I never had a key to that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so so like I, I then so walked deceptive, around. Deceptive, yeah, deceptive, deceptive as fuck. I also also uh, I only painted one of the rooms, and she's billing me for painting two of them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so this was all deceptive, and none. So none of the work had been done, and it was for things that she couldn't bill me for, anyways. Yeah. But this was what I was waiting for. Because I couldn't send her a demand letter for my security deposit until after... Th I was actually hoping she didn't send one of these at all. Yeah. This is better. Yeah. Like, like again, her... Like, like she is sending... The fact that she's communicating is better than nothing. Because now I have... This is from her, and this is what she's saying, and this is bullshit, and here's how. Yeah. So, like, you know, I have pictures dated a half hour after receiving that yeah. for... So, um, so there's that. And then, so anyways, I sent her the demand letter for all of this. And let me find... That just to read the the very end of it, really. Here we go. Uh, because I, I summarized most of it earlier. Okay. Additionally, furthermore, I was never provided with a key. I maintain that. Oh, okay. So here, this is this is the important part. I maintain that any repairs needed were the result of reasonable wear and tear that occurred from the intended use of the rental unit without negligence, carelessness, accident, misuse, or abuse of the premises, that you have not performed any of the repairs you claimed as deductions, and that I am still owed my security deposit. As a commercial, and worth some explaining about that, the reason I list those things is because that's copy and pasted from one of the laws about normal wear and tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, and I love doing that because, you know, lawyers and judges will read through that, recognize it. They recognize, ah, shit, this guy's citing the law. Uh, and, like, that doesn't mean they have to do anything differently, but they they know not to argue when you're citing, like, if you're not citing, if you're citing the law and they're going to argue against it, they're going to have to cite how. Yeah. And that is, at best, an educational experience. Yep, 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 <laughs> um, yep. Okay. I, uh, as you'll find out later in the story, I tested with Worcester Police Department. It's how I learned about tagging laws, which is yeah. funny. Um, okay, so uh, per Massachusetts law and Worcester codes, it is your responsibility to maintain a road-improved structure. You have failed to do so per our lease. Oh, yeah, that was it. One of the sections of our lease was they agreed to comply with local laws and code, rules and codes. They failed to do they so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but that also ended up being a catch-all. Like, she was acting negligently and illegally in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Um, that's violations of our lease now. So, uh, your negligent, deceptive, and unfair practices have resulted in monetary damages as follows. 1400 350 a month in electric charges for December, January, February, March. 3300 which is 660 a day. Interruption of business for May 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th. $554.63, which is the air purifier rental, 1320 security deposit. Therefore, I hereby demand relief in the amount of $6,574.63. Uh, 
Chapter 93A gives you the opportunity to make a good faith response to this letter within 30 days. Your failure to do so could subject you to his triple damages, attorney fees, and costs if I decide to institute legal action. Sincerely, David Webb, 458 Park Avenue, 610. And I, uh, so I finally did get a response to that, yeah. which I was kind of, so it's worth acknowledging, before getting a response to that, I filed in court. Because, uh, so I sent that one first through certified mail on, uh, I think it was June, actually, I think I sent it literally uh, the day I got that. Like, like the day I, I, like, the evening I received that security deposit letter, those were in the mail. It might have been the next day. But within a day or so of receiving that, uh, she never fucking picked them up. Like, you, I followed the tracking. Yeah. Um, they were sitting in here. Uh, so, so I mailed it to uh, two addresses. The P.O. box that was on the return address for the security deposit form, yeah. that was also uh, where I'd mailed rents. Pre- it was her corporate, her corporate address. Um, and uh, then her... Well, not her corporate address, her uh, her business address, her P.O. Yeah. box. Then, the uh, you know, since I was paying an LLC, KLA Holdings LLC, not Kathy Liu, I, um, I, you know, that's all public information. I looked it up on the state database, and I mailed it to her address in Shrewsbury, which is a, you know, lake house on fucking Quinsig, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right? Um, so, I, uh, both of those weren't going anywhere. So, uh, but uh, on uh, January 7th, I think it was... I, uh, I mailed her to via regular mail. Yeah. And both of those went through. And later in the month, I got back both of the certified mails. So this is really important because now I can show that she is essentially... Because, uh, like, I have the tracking information from both of the certified ones, but I also have it returned. And then she's now acknowledged... But, but so, you know, at that point, I'm kind of like, is she going to claim that she's not receiving these? Yeah. Like, is she going to say there was some postal issue or something else? Because yeah. I don't know. Like, like that's one of the claims she might be trying to go with here. And frankly, given how shitty of a person she's been and how little ground she has to stand on, it might be her best claim. Yeah. So the good news is that's not the case. She did end up actually uh, responding. Um, but not a- until after I'd filed in court. Because I waited 30 days from when I knew she would have received it. Yeah. My guess is, I don't know if it was like... I, I don't actually know. Either she's not receiving mail in Shrewsbury, um, or or it's being... or I don't know. I like yeah. I, Maybe she isn't receiving mail in Shrewsbury, and she only picks up her P.O. box twice a month or something. I don't know. But either way, I was going off of tracking dates, which is what I'm sure the court's going off of. Yeah. Which is not what she's going off of. So uh, this is important because... Um, so I filed in court. I essentially gave an abbreviated. I, I modified the um, the demand letter to, to be shorter, and I left out a lot. I essentially, you know, the demand letter included. Um, you know what? I should actually go back another sta- stage and talk about when I heard from her attorney, uh, because her, the email from her tr- lawyer says a lot. So this when, this when did that come? that's a really good question. So this was literally uh, the day I got the air purifier. Um, he did contact me before, but in other words, this was two days after um, the, uh, I said I'm going to have someone come in and open up the walls. Yeah. So that's that was the final straw that got her to actually fucking hire an attorney. I see. Okay, so, okay. Um, and uh, so I got a voicemail from him, and I looked him up, found his email online, and emailed him directly, and uh, essentially trying to initiate contact first so that he would have to respond to that, and he never did. Yeah. Um, but but this is what I received from him. Um, because, so my voicemail at the time, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I essentially don't take phone calls. Yeah. Uh, if someone tries to call me, it goes to a, hey, due to spam, blah, 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 I don't take un- unplanned messages. And 
it just, you know, it, it has made my life so much fucking better. I can't handle distractions. So it also is great for things like this. Yeah. Dear Mr. Webb, since you refuse to speak directly with me, you state in your message that you do not accept incoming calls, but that I should rather leave a message, I am con contacting you via email and responding to your previous statements. First, please be advised that my client and her agents do not authorize you or permit you to record their voices as you admittedly have been. My clients and her agents did not know you were recording them when they spoke to you. Voiceless video surveillance for security purpose is reasonable and acceptable. However, unauthorized voice recording is against the law and my client does not authorize you or permit you to record her. I'll get back to that in a moment. Second, my understanding from reviewing your lease is that you are a commercial tenant. You are apparently are relying on residential tenancy resources when asking my client to address lease obligations that are yours under a commercial lease agreement. At this stage, my client's position, as you know, is that whatever odor you have reported is a result of your lack of maintenance of your commercial unit and therefore all costs and or damages you claim or propose to claim are your responsibility. Please see your commercial lease dated June 7, 2019. Unless you can prove that my client is contractually responsible for your interior unit odor, she will not consider your bills her obligation. Please also be advised that my client reports that you are behind in rent. As a commercial tenant, your claim that my client is in breach of your commercial lease terms does not justify your choice to withhold rent. He's totally right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's really important for a few reasons. The, what it really comes down to is they came out of the gates fucking swinging. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, the guy left me a voicemail the day before saying he was calling to... Uh, to respond to my complaints, and uh, I don't think this actually responds to any of my complaints. No. <laughs> but um, that's how they operate, you know. Yeah. They'll, they so they, that's what I love about working with lawyers is how careful they have to be to put everything in writing. Because yeah. essentially, my my um, my you know mo at this point is I go back and forth with people's lawyers, asking for reasonable things, documenting the lawyers responding unreasonably, and then submit that as my supporting statements in court. Um, and that has actually worked out really well because lawyers, you know, you, you can ask something and then lawyers will either like specifically not respond to it or answer differently or, and it, you know, they, they, it paints a picture. So, um, the, the, so one, he's saying, you know, you're a commercial tenant. We don't owe you shit. Yep. I responded to this, you know, elaborate, elaborately, you know, I, I sent him a, one of my favorites was I sent him, um, I think the sign's clear enough, but if you need elaboration, you or your client needs it elaborated, let me know. And it was a uh, um, video and audio uh, recording in progress sign from the front door of my shop. Yeah. So um, now about the recording thing. This is very important because there's a lot of misunderstanding about this, about, um, about like uh, Massachusetts is a two-party consent law, which is essentially, um, you know, both parties need to be, uh, sorry, two-party, whatever. Either way, short version. You can't. Uh, the the really important words here are secret and concealed. If if you know if you put a Nest camera on that wall, yeah. Um, you know there's virtually nothing anyone can say. Like unless like they claim it was concealed. Yeah. Um, but but this was so so short version of that. You know I sent him a picture of the camera. I sent him a uh, a picture of the sign from inside my shop saying that there's recording in progress. I sent him one from the front. Also, more importantly, um, she referenced uh, uh, the day before this. Uh, her husband referenced the cameras. He yeah. said, "You're just trying to get me to say something," which was totally fucking accurate. But also, um, he right after that uh, said that the the smell was my body. So like, it didn't fucking work for him to like acknowledge it. He you know like he still fucking right then and there like set himself like I like yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Um, and I had already previously shared her things from that camera referencing audio in them. Yeah. So, like, he, 
there's actually no ground like on a long list of like I am legally protected without the additional steps here. Yeah. But the fact that I had you know shared her footage from them before, referenced audio in it, and like there's actually no you know, did not know they were being recorded. I'm sorry, but you don't actually get to say that at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they obviously did. Yeah. They obviously knew. So I haven't heard back from her, tur- her attorney. And I, well, actually, that's not accurate. I, uh, I did eventually. I, um, when, I, uh, when I emailed, I, I CC'd him in the... I, after getting the um, security deposit form, yes. I took those pictures, and then I emailed all three of them, Joe, Kathy, and the lawyer. Yeah. And I got a response from the lawyer saying, at this point, <laughs> please be advised that at this point in time, I don't currently uh, represent them. I'm dead. Right. So, so what that tells me is that this guy was hired to send that fucking email. Yeah. Like that's it. That's yeah. it. Literally, literally. <laughs> um, and that's you know, but 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 that's all that a slumlord really needs to do to you know perpetually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So um, it's that a was <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. deterrent. And so shit. So after that, then. Wow. So so I sent a bunch of things to him at, at various points that like I said um, to the to the lawyer to the lawyer yeah after um, after he says he doesn't represent them no 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 this was before okay okay this was this was still before uh, this was May eighteenth oh well no no this is me on June second uh, hello attorney Mathen do you still represent Kathy Liu slash KLA Holdings slash Skies Realty or should I direct all correspondence back to her I have not received a second communication from you since you falsely claimed that I violated Y of Cap laws and implied that it is not her landlord's responsibility for road damage on May seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. So there's a reason he's not responding to me. I yes. have, um, but but also like in the demand letter to her, I cited a lot of I I, I um, that the, the demand letter that I wrote was uh, and then my small claims thing was essentially all copy and pasting from um, our communication. Yeah. So, like, because I made my argument here, you know, I, I said, uh, you know, thank you for the email, Attorney Matheson. Uh, I'm glad to inform you my new business is no longer being interrupted as I've rented an air purifier. However, I'm still requesting that the detaining animal that your client was notified of last week be removed as it creates an ongoing air quality safety hazard. I cannot have my computer technicians breathing in putrid bacteria. Additionally, as I'm sure you're aware, your office being a few blocks from mine in our lovely city, that we are in a heat wave and my storefront has smelled accordingly until I brought this machine in. To clarify my complaint, I am not claiming that your client, Kathy Liu, KLA Holdings Sky Realty, is contractually responsible for the air quality issues in my unit. I am stating that under Massachusetts Worcester Laws and Codes, is their client's responsibility as a landlord to maintain a road, blah, blah, blah. Per lease 5A, client agrees to uh, comply with local state laws and codes. Uh, per lease 5C, client's responsibility to repair mechanical defects. That was the one for the for the heaters. Yeah. Um, further, uh, removing a dead animal from the walls is not normal maintenance to the interior of the property, which is, of course, what I am responsible for yeah. legally. Um, furthermore, your client specifically reminded me that I am not permitted to make alterations to any walls when I informed her that I was going to call a professional pest removal company, despite agreeing not to unreasonably refuse any such request. Uh, lastly... Um, the person I spoke with in Air and Water Inspectional Services explained to me that it is likely that rodents ate the poison and then crawled into the walls. As a result of her negligence and breach of contract, I have suffered days of interrupted business, months of uh, heating costs, two weeks uh, air purifier with delivery. Regarding your claims that my client, that recording your client was against the law, may I ask what law I believe you may be incorrect? So that was the second email I sent him back. The first one uh, essentially had. The, the first one was the same thing, but a lot longer. Yeah. And that's deliberate. Like, y- y- you know, you want to let that he- lawyer know in the very fucking beginning that you're going to be the biggest headache of his week and then send him a respectful, well-informed, clear-cut email that he yeah. should respond to. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. Because, like, 
I'm right, and there's no way of actually responding, you know, saying otherwise. And so, um, so that was essentially the last. That last I've heard from that lawyer after that was uh, was him saying, "I don't represent this person anymore." (laughs) To which I responded saying, "Well, that might change soon. She's receiving a 93A letter today, which you know I love. I'm like, hey, don't worry. I'm making you. I'm drumming up business for you, bro." Right, right, right. (laughs) So after I left. Uh, and it's worth acknowledging, before I left, I put up nice big, we have moved signs over the signs that were on the... So I had, um, I had a vinyl, um, perforated vinyl. So it's like you could see out, but people can't see in. Yeah. But it was, I had that on the outside of the windows um, and, uh, at my old shop. So I put over that uh, two, three foot by three foot, um, we have moved stickers uh, with... Um, with you know a map and an address, and then I put another six foot by two foot vinyl one over my big sign that was above the store, and um, you know it, I, I assumed she would just leave them there. Like yeah. I assumed she was just like whatever. Next tenant's gonna take everything away. Whatever. I'll put up a big friend sign on the gate. Pro- yeah, like yeah, yeah. glad he's out of there. I thought that was where how she'd handle it. Nope. Those signs were gone like in three days. She removed those signs faster than she had ever fucking fixed anything in the goddamn building. Wow. Yeah. So I um. Not the next week. I actually thought about it for a while because, frankly, my first thought was, should I just, like, paint over my old signs? They are my signs. <laughs> like, I was... And uh, I was like, I mean, I don't know. And it turns out it's a good thing I didn't because, you know, it probably might have actually used spray paint and stencils and that would have been sticker... That would have been tagger, tagging. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, um, ironically, you know, like, now now we're at a point where I'm like, maybe I should have just tagged right. Right. So, okay, so... Uh, yeah, at this point in time, uh, so, so for the first like week or two, I didn't actually do anything. And then I started, uh, I essentially was like, you know what? I'm going to go the legal-ish way of doing it. And I, uh, I zip-tied signs to the gate. I had one of those like security gates uh, that yeah. was locked to the front. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Zip-tie. And uh, she started removing them. And I'm like, okay, fine. What the fuck ever. I, put, I zip-tied it, and I put, up, um, I put uh, one on each window. And I used um, blue painter stick. Like, you know, yeah. easily removed, but, like, non-damaging, whatever, just yeah. put it up. So, um, she eventually keeps removing them. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, I keep putting them up because at that point, like, yeah. whatever, I bypass it every day. You got something yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, at that point, like, but also, I want my business, my customers to know where I was going. 1,000%. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. 1,000%. We, we were there for four years. There's a lot of people still showing up there. Yeah. So, then I, um, so, so then she finally takes down, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's part of this. I think she finally then takes down my store, my um, the the actual signs for my shop. Yeah. Like you know, about three weeks after she'd billed me for it, and uh, I'm glad because you know a vacant you know blank storefront looks a lo- like then people are like, okay, where did they go? Not why are they locked? Yeah. Which was what I was terrified about before. So at that point, I could wait a little bit, but then I started putting the signs up. Because I'm like, no, customers are still going to be coming by. Let's do so. Eventually, when because um, she kept taking them down, I switched to. Um, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is, uh, you know, I, blue tape is obnoxious, honestly. I hate yeah. it. I would never use it if I had the choice. Yeah. Um, but it was, anyway, so I, uh, I switched to these uh, peel and stick. I essentially ordered this, like, full page stickers off Amazon. It was like 100 sheets for 20 bucks. And I'm like, whatever. Like, if they're getting taken down same day, I don't have to give a shit about rain. I'm not going to laminate this shit. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to have to deal with blue, like, tape for everyone. So problem solved. So I started printing stickers with essentially the same sign. Yeah. And uh, this bitch started writing on them. <laughs> um, so let me. Uh, so so the, the stickers were basic. They were we moved. You know we moved to 458 Park Ave. 
Let me find that first one right here. Okay, we moved to 458 Park Ave, three, uh, three, 0.3 miles. Wow, maybe she didn't do that bad of a job modifying it. 0.3 miles and then a bunch of uh, like uh, less than signs pointing in the right direction. <laughs> we now have parking, double two exclamation points. That's fucking it. I want my customers to know we moved. I that was oh wait that's actually not it. I was putting on the the hundred year the the hundred dollar repairs ten year in business pamphlet on the on the gate. That's what I was doing originally. As I was putting the I, I put the ten years in business we moved um, on the gate and then one of the uh, one of these on each of the windows. So. Eventually, they started leaving them. Like so, so the first they removed it a few times, and then I started pressing it a little more thoroughly. And we had a few hot days, and I think they couldn't remove it. Yeah. So instead, they started fucking writing on it. So they changed it to "We've moved to four thousand five hundred and eighty-seven Park Ave, three point eight miles," and they added a curvy arrow to, to, to go the opposite direction around the "We now have parking." Um. Yeah. So, um, I first saw this and I'm like, wait, seriously? But, but like, also, it's a fucking sticker. So, like, okay, next morning, right fucking over it. So, they started trying to, so, so, um, and then I started, you know, like, placing them on other places of the, of the window. And, uh, so, she, you know, essentially, she started, um, like, adding things like no pay rent and scribbling out the address, um, she changed it to 8.8 miles on one of them and wrote, uh, owner kick out, uh, out of business, owner owned rent payment. Um, and so it's worth acknowledging that this person's first language is not English. I'm not making fun of her writing. It's just there's such a clear cut fucking difference between my type fucking sign and yes. like, like, you know, it's very clear. Like, so obviously like this woman now, now here's the important reason. This woman obviously doesn't want to be humiliated. Uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh, it's important to, to note that, uh, I, I don't know, this person doesn't is, is putting herself out there like this. Yeah. So then on a, so I eventually started adding more stuff to the signs. I wrote, we moved to 458 Park Ave, across from Peppercorns and AT&T, with a nice big picture of the new storefront, 0.3 miles towards Webster Square. Um, and then uh, on the bottom, new storefront, and at this point, it's kind of just being like, a, you're obviously upset, woman. So yeah. new storefront is three times larger with parking, central cooling, giant uh, signage. I'm sorry, I'm reading through the scribble. Oh, all right. A great landlord. Um, <laughs> and then in parentheses under it, this storefront had broken heaters, some uh, smelled like dead mice, and the landlord uh, never did anything. We're glad to be gone. And so that's the one she wrote, out of business, no money, pay rent, uh, closed out, closed out, out of business, and scribbled over the, the, the not, not like my actual logo, but the picture, the, the picture of my signage at the new storefront. And As so if like... How, like how many stickers roughly are you throwing every time you walk by? Uh, two, two stickers and one zip tied to so the... Boom, uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Quick yeah. and yeah. easy. Yep. And, um, and, and so this only went on for a week because she called the cops. <laughs> Um, and so what prompted her to call the cops was... But this, uh, was, this was an everyday thing before she called the cops. Like, you yeah. replace them, come back the next day? There were times I would replace it, like, in the at the evening I put it up. Yeah. So, wow. So, so, like, this had been going... I mean, like, not every time, but but we got to a point where they attend where I'm sure I was putting it up within four hours of ta her taking it down. Like, she's watching you from across the street in her car. No, no, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sure she's just driving by, like, you know, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day or something. Yeah. Um... Also, I'm pretty sure it must be Joe taking them down. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, it sounds like more of a Joe thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, which is another important weird thing about this is technically Joe was never my landlord. 
which is really important because uh, you know, he, like, is he an agent of KLA Holdings? Is he is he yeah. the landlord? Um, and in this kind of so, luckily for me, I have you know a police report that lets me add him as a landlord. Not lucky for me, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll get to that. So, uh, no, wait, that was from the email from the lawyer. Okay, so, so about the recording thing, I'm going to skip back to that for a moment. Um, this was my email to, and this was on June 14th, because this was around the same time that the signs were beginning to, to pick up, and we were, hello, Attorney Matheson, as you refuse to reply to my email correspondence, I liked, you know, parroting their words back to them, <laughs> I am presuming that you no longer, re- this was on June 14th, like, like two weeks before I actually heard from him, yeah. as you refuse to reply to my email correspondence, I am presuming that you no longer represent Kathy Liu slash KLA Holdings or Sky's Realty, and will direct all for- future correspondence directly to them. However, as you have remained either unable or unwilling to substantiate your allegations that recording your client was unlawful, I have concluded that your initial statement was likely based on incomplete or inaccurate information provided to you by your client. So, since it seems I didn't do anything illegal by recording her, I've decided to make it a matter of public record. Colon. And then, uh, after that, I cite him where I said it before. Per my email to you on May 17th, which I have not heard from you since sending, if I actually violated any laws by recording your client... Oh, this was the first one. Uh, the first the first yeah, antagonistic yeah. email to him. If I actually violated uh, any laws by recording your client, would I insist you cite what, law, what laws. If so, I will apologize. If not, they, they may likely be used in the court of public opinion in addition to wherever we end up in Worcester Court. I have emailed you multiple times since then, specifically attempting to clarify what law was violated, and you remained unable and or unwilling to do so. The first video is now posted here. Link. I hope, to, I hope to hear from either you or your former client regarding either this or the damages resulting from her negligence as a landlord. Thanks again, David. And that was on June 14th. Okay. So that's relevant because I recently... So, so um, we're going to get back to the sign thing afterwards. We're going to finish up the... Uh, the I, I want to read the um, her response to my yeah. 93A. Crap, you know what? I might actually have to find that one. Hmm... And so while all this is going on, you're still operating at the new spot. Yeah, so the new spot... Well, so that's actually part of what was so great. The new spot was like a fucking godsend. It was already blue and green. It's a weirdly perfect layout. Um, The landlord's amazing. And the... I mean, honestly, the really great part about this is... um, you know, like the move, the build out was nothing. Like I essentially picked up my stop, uh, my shop from 379 Park Ave, took the the um, press, uh, not press board, what's it called, the uh, slat wall off the walls, um, took my sh- my uh, wire rack shelving off the walls, and installed it at 458. And then uh, literally, actually, it's even funnier. Like we moved into the new shop um, the day that the signs were put up. So like we went from being fully functional at 379 with an air purifier and otherwise smelling of rat to uh, 458 like over the weekend literally yeah. I moved I moved my business of a decade actually and it's also worth acknowledging that was 10 years in business for me yeah. like that weekend June 1st was our first day at the new shop wow. and 10 years in business which was you know it's I, just like the universe just going haha honestly though like I, I joked about this with my employee but like keep, remember I was about to fucking sell my business like yeah. like like Literally. I I ended up keeping my business out of goddamn spite right <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm gonna, because I, uh, you know what, I'm just trying to remember where I even saved this. So the, the, no, you're good. Yeah, let's pause it for a moment. Stop. Okay, now that I've got this. So, <clears throat> Re, response to your 93A letter received on July 16th, 2022. Offer of settlement. 
Dear Mr. Webb, after considering the matter raised in your letter I received, I am offer you in good faith the following. 1. Although you owe KLA Holdings LLC 1320 in unpaid rent, I am waiving that claim. 2. Although you owe KLA Holdings LLC 396 in unpaid late charges, I am waiving that claim. 3. Unpaid late charges, that, that, that term again. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, now that I actually think about it, it's got to be, like, interest or something else. I'm not I'm not actually sure, but, but like... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Unpaid late charges. This is from Kathy or the lawyer? No, this is from Kathy directly. KLA okay. Holdings LLC and the return address is her P.O. box. Okay. Yep. Um, and it is signed Kathy Lou, KLA Holdings LLC. Um, okay. Three, although you owe KLA Holdings LLC 8095 in unpaid utilities, I'm waiving that claim. Um, four, you posted on YouTube a video you made of my private business conversation with you and then sent me an email saying the internet is loving me and describing me as a Worcester slumlord. The video has been viewed more than 60 times. You have intentionally caused me emotional emotion distress and made what I believed to be our private conversation a public matter. I am willing to waive my right to pursue all claims I have available to me as part of this offer to settle with you, but I also request that you remove the video you posted of me immediately. As I have expressed to you, and as you have outlined in your demand letter, your obligation under our lease of June 1st, 2019, again with the wrong date, made you responsible for maintaining your unit. I made a good faith effort to remedy whatever smell you complained about by bringing exterminators. It was clear that the heating issue you describe in your letter and the odor you complained about were caused by mice, and as you know, the heating unit was repaired immediately. Therefore, I offer you, for settlement purposes, the above monetary waivers, in parentheses, $1,976.75, and I will not pursue any claims I have, I may have against you for posting my on YouTube and humiliating me. Sincerely, Kathy so, Liu. <laughs> so basically, she's saying, I'm not going to make you pay for the made-up charges that I'm charging you with, and let's drop it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's essentially what she's asking slash offering. That is her quote-unquote good faith yeah, response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, at that point, uh, li like, so... This is well after the demand letter. Well, so that's the other thing is, yeah, so one, totally after the demand letter, um, uh, but only actually by a few days. Uh, like, okay. based on when, um, based on when the non-certified one was delivered. I see, I see. Okay, yeah, okay. however, she claims she got it on um, the 16th. So, this was my response to her, and um, again, you know, you want to treat everything as if it is going to be viewed out of context. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, respond to everything as if it's its own thing. Oh, right. So, so, so this is actually the, the, the I, I put it as attachments rather than in the email itself. Uh, attached, please find my response to your belated, in quotes, good faith 93A response, screenshots from USPS tracking for the letters you received, and the definition of slumlord so you can adjust your behaviors if you find it humiliating to be seen publicly doing any of them. Still eager, eagerly awaiting to hear from your attorney, David. And that was emailed only to Kathy and Joe. So um, here's what my offer actually said. Uh, and I'm going to skip past some of the longer things like USPS numbers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. to clarify, how did you receive the demand letter on July 16th, 2022? According to USPS, it was delivered on July 8th to both commercial PO and address on file, limited corporation. There's also the certified letters you did not pick up from those same locations, which I am now in possession of, as you have practiced further deceptive and unfair practices of ignoring certified mail. 
As a landlord who uses certified mail and who previously had legal counsel, you should know better than to lie about when mail was delivered by USPS. So the reason I'm doing this is because now this is my response to her good faith, but also now there's whoever we are in front of in court is going to read this before talking to us. Yeah. They don't I don't have to say anything. Like I'm documenting this entire fucking thing in yeah. my response, and anything she says now is no it's no longer about what happened, it's about our responses. Yeah. I appreciate you putting in writing that you have waived your claims against me for unpaid rent, late charges, and utilities. Thank you. I will consider those claims waived in full. Regarding your claim number four, alleging that I, quote-unquote, intentionally caused you emotional distress and made, quote-unquote, made what you believe to be a private conversation a matter of public record. I'm not sure the most legal way to put this, Kathy, but a slumlord is someone who fixes as little as possible, charging as much as possible, which is objectively what you are doing. And as you own ten properties in Worcester, this is also public records. You can look up KLA Holdings on the... Um, Worcester, Massachusetts website, and yeah. you know, see, you can look up business owner names, and when they all use the same fucking LLC to own all of them, yeah, um, which is also part of why I was so confident going after her in court. She can't exactly just dissolve her LLC, which is really sort of the point of them. Yeah, like if you you know have a legal lim a limited liability corporation, it's a separate entity from yourself. So, you know, I, I mean, she could, but then she'd have to re like handle the registration of ten fucking buildings. Yeah, which is you know that's that's you know the funny thing about slumlords is they cut way too many corners. Yeah. Anyway. I explained to her that she's a slumlord, provided, oh, uh, if you feel humiliated, oh, sorry, um, uh, and as you own 10 properties in Worcester, that makes you a Worcester slumlord. If you don't like that label, then either don't do it in Worcester or stop being a slumlord, but I did nothing illegal or unlawful by posting it to YouTube. If you feel humiliated by the public seeing how you behaved, then maybe you should reconsider how you behave. If you'd like further clarity, and this is a great description of what a slumlord is, and a list of problematic behaviors, many of which you've demonstrated, link to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Regardless, as I explained to you through multiple emails to your primary prior attorney, it's a public storefront without the expectation of privacy. The camera was not hidden or concealed, and there were multiple audio and video recording in progress signs on the walls and front door of my storefront. You're not entitled to being a scummy landlord in private just because you didn't read the signs. However, if you reference the email that you inf uh, that informed you of the YouTube link, you'll see that prior to sending it to you, I sent your former lawyer, and I included that, and this is the first response I am getting to any of that, which does not answer the question of how it was how it was unlawful to record or post it. I would like you to know currently the 60 views are solely from my personal local media following. Now that I have confirmed you're aware of this, I will provide you another opportunity to have an attorney attorney cite why I shouldn't be able to have and share this documentation of your unfair practices. In response to your point number four, if you do not receive if I do not receive a response from your legal representation to this by 8-17-22, in other words, <coughs> this Wednesday, yep. citing how this behavior would be unlawful, I will consider it further confirmed that my behavior is not in fact unlawful as your lawyer initially falsely claimed, and will change the YouTube video from unlisted, where only people with the link provided uh, see it, to public, where it will be visible to everyone and being, begin being lodged by, logged by, lodged, oops, by search engine algorithms. Additionally, I am currently intending on releasing our text records and emails as they portray the full story you seem to want to keep quiet and further depict your slumlord behaviors. I am not internally certain why you think your expectation of privacy should allow you to continue bullying people with immunity and feel that the best way for me to support your other victims to, is to let them know they are not alone and remind them of tenant rights and provide them with resources to free legal aid, which is my intended use for the domain I purchased, kathyalewlandlord.com, if you cannot assert a legal right to your expectation of privacy over any of our communication. So at this point, I am letting her know that it's actually a lot larger issue than this, that one, she doesn't have the ground she thought she 
she had, and two, it's actually a much larger issue. And the point of this is essentially trying to force her to get a lawyer. Yeah. Um, because, uh, one, the more expensive it is for her, the better. Um, yeah. But two, um, you know, I would actually love to know if I'm doing anything illegal here, and I have a feeling that, you know, if she finds a scummy enough lawyer, he'll cite something, and I can look it up. Yeah. You know, I, I will see. Do I, am I actually doing something wrong here? Yeah. Am I going to need to take this episode off the air? I doubt it, but I'm going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, furthermore, uh, uh, where was... Oh, right. Furthermore, if you want, to, or if you are going to want to talk about intentionally causing you emotional distress, we're going to have to discuss the defaming claims and deliberately deceiving my customers of you writing, business closed, no money, and changing the direction of arrows and poorly editing the address of my new shop location in our we moved signs. In response to the email where I documented that you had not performed any of the repairs listed in your security deposit deductions, I was informed by Attorney Matheson that he no longer represents you. So if and when, um, blah. So, um, and then I said, uh, for, uh, but please, for future correspondence, especially for things like dates, which are easily corroborated with USPS tracking, stick to the truth. For example, in addition to being able to accurately determine when you actually received the demand letters, I can tell you that you, that you mailed this response to my 93A claim about four hours after I filed in court against you, citing lack of good faith response to my 93A claim. So I documented this while... So, so, so the best part about this is I'm able to be an antagonistic asshole yeah. while documenting shit. Like, yeah. by documenting shit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't want her... So, so I, I'm, I'm going to continue this because it's actually still all relevant and direct. Because you have to respond to everything they said or else they're going to, like, you know, continue with it. Yeah. Um, but if I don't respond... If I respond thoroughly enough now, I don't have to worry about it in court in a few years yeah. or months or whatever we end up actually in small claims. So just to be clear, please forward these points to your new lawyer. Now I get to summarize for her again. One, I maintain that you received the demand letters July 8th, not 16th, and furthermore, that your response practices further deceptive and unfair practices by lying about that date. Two, this response was not received within the 30 days granted by 93A for good response, faith response, and as such, does not limit your damages under consumer protection laws. Because that's the actual thing. Responding to my complaint doesn't actually like protect them from anything except... Then when it gets to court, the, the, the well, it does kind of protect them. Because if they made a reasonable offer um, and I said no and I still took them to court, I might get nothing yeah. or just what they owe me or just more importantly, just what they offered me. Wow. That's what a good faith uh, response does is yeah. it limits your liability. So I was pointing out that this doesn't. Um, four, I maintain that the recording of our conversation was not secret or hidden, and posting it on any social media is not unlawful, is well within my First Amendment rights. I, that's the first time I've actually fucking said that. And you have no grounds to file a complaint for me humiliating you, and as such, offering in response to a demand letter is further deceptive and unfair. Five, as you know, using her wording, the heating was not repaired immediately. It was serviced first by your husband a month after you were notified of issues, and then finally 38 days after by an electrician who recommended replacing them, which you did not do. I furthermore assert that your claims in this letter, uh, in this letter that the heating was repaired immediately is further deceptive and unfair as it is simply inaccurate. Six, your good faith to bring exterminators didn't resolve the problem, as you're aware, since it's what we were discussing in the YouTube video you referenced, and then removing, because that was actually the day after the uh, uh, they were there, um, and then removing a single mouse corpse from the basement of your building did not resolve the air quality issues in my unit that you allowed with negligent and unfair practices by not upholding to your landlord responsibility of preventing rodent infestations by addressing them in a timely manner. However, 
Despite your multiple further deceptive unfair practices demonstrated in this response, I am prepared to offer you this one-time settlement offer to avoid any court. You pay me the difference between your claims and mine, $4,747.88. It's actually a really cool number now that I look at it. But I'm really hoping she doesn't pay that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think she will. Um, but uh, mostly because it's insulting and her thing here seems to be mostly about her the YouTube saving video. Face, yeah, and face, uh, yeah. that's, you know, paying me is the opposite of saving face. Yes. <laughs> Like, uh, so, I am solely offering this as a final opportunity for you to make a good fight response. This deal is non-negotiable and is contingent on receiving a bank check for this exact amount by 8-17-22. After that time, I will go back to seeking the maximum amount of damages allowed to me under 93A consumer protection laws, as you have been granted multiple opportunities to act in actual good faith rather than simply forgiving claims you made, like you said. The, the discussion of your emotional distress and private conversations in a public manner claims are unrelated to my demand letter regarding your unfair negligent landlord behaviors and will be handled on the above timeline stated regardless of any acceptance of this offer confirmed by receipt of that payment. If I do not hear from your attorney within a week regarding number four in your response, I will be changing the settings of that YouTube video to public as well as posting our text logs to show the full story as I have provided you and your attorney ample opportunities to substantiate those claims and you have continued to fail to do so. Lastly. As a Let's let that cool guy drive by. Lastly, as a police officer this past Tuesday told me that Joe Lou filed a report against me claiming to be the owner of 379 Park, despite not being on any of the public records for the building or any legally entity that owned it, so I listed the defendants in my court filing Monday as Kathy Lou, KLA Holdings, and Joe Lou for your records. I look forward to hearing from your attorney or seeing you in court, whichever happens first, David. So, you know, I, I think it's really important to acknowledge how much of a douche I am at various points of that message. Yeah. But, but also that that's a, you know, essentially what it comes down to is I don't have to be nice. I, I have to be objective and yeah. articulate. And I am. And my goal is to paint a picture that, you know, is going to someday look great in court. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of how this has to be done. So the weird part is, like, how fucking cheap it is. Like, 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 when you think about landlords like this like she must have bought I don't know when she bought these properties but I'm assuming it was between 5 and 20 years ago yeah. not in the past 5 yeah. and in other words she like like her mortgage is going to be covered by like one fucking tenant rent maybe two mm -hmm. and she owns 10 of these fucking properties and she doesn't have a fucking like I don't have a lawyer on retainer but I have one property and like you know four tenants <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like she she has she boasted to me in, uh, about having 20 fucking tenants yeah. and doesn't so you know uh, right now in the news um, is that whole uh, the, the friends the landlords they're you know a couple that owns something like a hundred properties in Massachusetts, and uh, it was the one that just went. Um, they had a, a contractor put too much stuff in one spot on the roof, and it fell through. On uh, um, it, it's a big thing right now because they essentially brought their all of their tenants in that house to court to kick them out, rather than trying to like help them find anything. They handled it as a, a legal process. Wow. This was this was a few weeks ago, but but Worcester is now looking at, you know, corporate landlords, but. You know, it's one thing if you're a large landlord, like like my landlord on Park Avenue. Um, like recent example, I uh, I let him know that we found a few roaches there because you know it wasn't us, but like yeah. I'm sure he wants to fucking know. They weren't near any food. It was on a fucking computer desk. We, yeah. if, until we found the second and third, we were we thought it might have come from a computer. Yeah. Anyways, I let him know. He let me know that one the place uh, had actually been like uh, that. This is makes sense because it had uh, been um, treated about a month and a half before. And that they're probably resettling and that there is another scheduled treatment in about a month. And that, you know, thank you for letting them know. Yeah. Then about three weeks later, um, 
uh, a woman with with his uh, with the Meridian Co. whatever um, branding shirt comes in, asks for me, gives me a letter. So he has he has process servers sending handout like and it said this apartment. So in other words, this guy has is systematically handling it properly. Yeah. He is making sure you know. And then the exterminators were there during the date. They said also. I received, it was actually the day, uh, it was, I actually got the letter after the exterminators were there, but that's why people use process servers. Mm -hmm. To make sure that, like, he was letting know everyone in this building know, someone will be here on this day, someone needs to be home for the exterminator to come in. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's, like, you know, it's not impossible to own this many buildings, and you just have to have a few reliable people working for you. Yeah. You don't have to have a full office. I mean, you should, uh, you know, if you have ten fucking buildings, you might need it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. in place is important. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she doesn't do any of those and doesn't seem to have an attorney uh, for anything other than, you know, avoiding accountability. <laughs> so, uh, let's get back to the tagging, um, because it's something we haven't... So, yeah. I, um... So, I, uh... Worcester Police Department officer stopped by my shop. Uh, this was about two Tuesdays ago. And I was pretty certain. Like, I, I, I've, I've interacted with cops who showed up to talk to me enough times to, to know what this was probably about. Yeah. And, um... You know, when I eventually vlog this, I'm probably just going to put that full video in it. Yeah. Because there's, because uh, I, so actually the security cameras were down, not all of them. One of the security, the, the Nest cams weren't set up because I was switching accounts because fucking Nest. Um, the, the, the way they, I needed a separate commercial and personal account, yeah. essentially. And uh, anyways, um, so I didn't have audio. And I knew this, and I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to GoPro this. And I walked back and got, I went to get my GoPro, couldn't find it because it was on my desk, and I didn't look where I'd left it because I couldn't have actually left it there. And I got my phone, and I just put it down and set it up at a wide angle, and it ended up being perfect because, so throughout this, I'm, I am at that point pretty fucking sure that I hadn't actually done anything illegal and that I might have been doing, a, been a nuisance. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, I just, you know, would you elaborate about like, you know, how this is vandalism? And anyways... It went well because uh, at one point she was saying, uh, "I was oh I was saying I mean isn't it about damage like if you know if nothing's actually hurt is there actually any vandalism like isn't this a tree in the woods thing?" And she was like, uh, "Actually, the fucking response she had was no. If you uh, lick if I if someone licks this counter, it could be." And I'm like, "That's like fucking cops. Like <laughs> like this is this is why we're this, I, I right. joked that I uh, anyway so, so um yeah so uh." But, but I'm like, okay, well, if, uh, you, you mean, uh, you, like, I just don't understand how adhesive, and she's like, anything that's, because uh, I was reading off of a sticker, I looked up the vandalism law, and I yeah. had made stickers that essentially said, this is not, and it was a list of the things that vandalism is. Yeah. Uh, and stickers on these little, uh, they're technically labels, I just don't know if I ever want to say that to a judge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, um, I was reading off the, you know, definition of vandalism, and, um, and I was like, okay, well, in that case arrest me and I put my hands out in front of her and so this is all and it turned out perfect because like it's right on fucking video and I didn't even realize like how great that angle was going to be yeah. it was horrible for most part it was like because I put it on a desk behind the counter so it was like below waist height for me yeah. um, so it was like most of the video was like the least flattering fucking angle of like my rear view but uh, then but but for that part of it with like my my, my hands like I, I, I couldn't have staged it better if I tried yeah. um, so Anyways, she's like, I'm not here to arrest you. I'm just here to notify you or something. And I'm like, okay, but but from what I get, you're like, you know. And, and so I asked her about who was making the complaint. She was like, it was it was Joe Lou. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's not actually the owner. And she's like, oh, well, he told me he was. And I'm like, well, okay, luckily for you. And I pull up the state website. And she's like, what, is he, like, married? And I'm like, well, I mean, do you know his name? Because maybe this will make sense. And I turn and show the Kathy Lou. And yeah. she's like, well, if he's the owner. And I'm like, I don't think that's how LLC works. But 
No worries. I understand that your job is documentation. So, would you actually... And I tried to give her the thing. It, she, she left before I could hand it to her. Um, but, but she was there for documentation. Yeah. Uh, I wanted her to serve the thing they were... Uh, because that's the other part. These whole signs. I had been fucking um, stapling the demand letters to the back of them. Yeah. So, like, she... Right. Well, it was, it was... Okay, one, uh, hey, read this bitch. But also, two, a... You can't make that big of a deal about getting these if you're not gonna if you're gonna claim that you're not receiving them. Yeah. Um, which might have worked. That might be part of the reason she actually fucking acknowledged it. Like yeah. maybe her claim is I received a demand letter with a sign left on my building, not via mail. Yeah. Who knows? Um, I don't think that'll work, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anyways, more importantly, um, so that cop did that, and I didn't stop. I, in fact, I put up another one literally that day. Like the cop left, and about half hour later, I brought one. I, I put another one up. Um, but uh, I clarified with her, and I learned uh, about tagging. Because yeah. I, uh, I outright fucking pulled out one of those sheets. Uh, I went downstairs, got one from, from the printer, and was like, hey. So I want to clarify. This is, this is vandalism, and I stuck it to my counter. And, uh, and she was like, is that a sticker? And I was like, yes, it's a sticker. And uh, she was like, no, yep, that's tagging. And I'm like, is that tagging? Like, not vandalism? Is there a tagging one? She was like, yes, there is. And I Googled it, found 126B tagging. Or let me find that one because I've actually, that's one of the ones I have bookmarked. Uh, general laws. Okay. One tw- oh, holy shit. 126B. I did get that right. Tagging. Penalties. Suspension of driver's license. Section 126B. Whoever sprays or applies paint or places a sticker upon a building, wall, fence, sign, tablet, gravestone, monument, or other object or thing on a public way or adjoined to it or in public view or on private property, <laughs> such person known commonly known as taggers and such conduct or activity known commonly as tagging or other words or phrases associated with such persons conduct or activity and either as an individual or in a group joins together with said group with the intent to deface mar damage mark or destroy such property shall be punished by imprisonment in a house of correction for not more than two years or by a fine of not less than $1,500 or not more than three times the value of such property to the damage, uh, to the property so defaced, marked, marred, damaged, or destroyed, whichever is greater, or both fine and imprisonment. So in other words, I have to actually fucking take this seriously. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, right, also this part at the end, uh, a police officer may arrest any person for commission of the offenses prohibited by the section without a warrant if said police officer had probable cause to believe that said person has committed the offenses prohibited by the section. So in other words, if the cop is certain that I, like, in, is certain to a paperwork level that I did this, um, which, you know, could just be me saying, hey, I did this, which I fucking almost actually fucking did to that cop. Um, it, then they, uh, they, they can, yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, and it's not usually worth the paperwork for them, but no. they totally could. And if I was enough of a dick, who cares about paperwork? That's you know, yeah. that's when they care. So that's the real problem here. Is I need to actually. So this is relevant because um, so after that, I started blue taping signs. So when I say blue tape, I mean that painter's tape that can't be fucking removed. Oh right, here's the one that was posted the day that cop came to me, and this is kind of hilarious because like. It is what it is, but it says at the top, These signs are left by David Webb of Hamilton Computer Repairs, now located at 458 Park Ave across from AT&T and Peppercorns. This is not defacement or vandalism, as these signs do not paint, mark, scratch, etch, or otherwise deface, injure, mar, or destroy this, destroy this window. Kathy Liu of KLA Holdings LLC and Skies Realty is an immature toddler with more than 10 commercial properties in Worcester. She do- and then bullet points. She doesn't resolve rodent problems. She kicks people out when they complain about things not working. She doesn't, doesn't fix heating systems, doesn't respond to demand letters, doesn't know or care about landlord laws and responsibilities. Kathy is a bully and a slumlord who is afraid of accountability. 
Uh, and then under that, it is true that I ripped her off of a month of rent and that she kicked me out, but not that I have no money. I stopped paying her when she breached her lease by not following local laws slash codes around handling vermin slash pests, and she is now on the receiving end of a lawsuit which she is deliberately evading notices by not picking up certified mail from her home or P.O. box. And then, bigger text, under it, Kathy also likes to write funny notes on signs. Let's see what Kathy has to say for herself. Hi, my name is Kathy Lou, and I want to say, and then four and a half lines of blank, blank lines. <laughs> and uh, so that's what prompted her to call the police. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, after that, after I learned about stickering, uh, sorry, about tagging, yeah, tagging, I started blue taping signs up, because blue tape is very much not stickers. It's also very much not damaging. Yeah. And uh, that sign um, said essentially the same thing, but at the bottom it says... As the sign, uh, it, it, at the bottom, oh, right, it says the same thing. As the sign does not intentionally, willfully, or maliciously, or wantonly paints, marks, scratches, etches, or otherwise marks, injures, marks, mars, defaces, or destroys the real or personal property, it is not a violation of MGL Part 4, Title 1, Chapter 266, Section 126B regarding defacement. As it is not a sticker or paint with the intention to fade, blah, 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 126B regarding tagging. It says that on the bottom. So about uh, day two of... So, so that one was actually up there for uh, two days, and I realized uh, that must be because they actually hadn't fucking looked. Yeah. Um, so then after that... Um, uh, well, actually it worked out really fucking well. Uh, my partner Haley was on their way to me and uh, messaged me and uh, was like, uh, I think uh, I, I just saw um, Kathy and Joe outside with a cop. Like, because it's on Park Ave, and they're driving yeah. down. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, um, hey, t uh, said my new admin, Tavi, I uh, think I'm about to run out. The cops might show up, and if so, um, I don't know. You can tell them I have a concert tonight and won't be back today. Um, and then, uh, we're, you know, we're joking about this, uh, and, uh, you know, my, my admin's keeping an eye on the camera. He's like, hey, David, were you waiting for the cops? And I'm like, hmm, Yeah. I'll see you guys, and I go out the back door. <laughs> and so, 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 what's great is because, like, now later, so, so, and then Haley picks me up at the CVS around the corner, um, and it's great because, like, so now I watch the footage like, later. So one, my employee is fucking great. He's, you know, the right mix of like a like it's customer service, but for police. Like, like he's, you know, apologetic and helpful, I'm but so, also I like I can help you, but like yeah, I can I, help you, but I can't help you. Yeah, exactly. But but like you know, he made the guy say he was like, yeah, if you want me to take a note, but the guy just told him a bunch of things, and he was like, oh wait, that was the note. Let me go get paper. It was it was really great, and like you have to realize like there's like a like you know you hear the, you hear the back door chime, and then like eight seconds later the cop walks in, and you have to appreciate me walking like through the woods on so. So, so I'm looking at the camera thinking about this, being like, okay, let's see what this guy is saying. And I, I, you know, unfortunately, at this point in time, I know that, one, if there's only one cop uh, and they're not a detective, I'm not about to be arrested. Like, they are not showing up with this arrest warrant. This yeah. is not, like, police witness something. And then, um, but, you know, obviously, there, there is, you know, the, the, when I post the video on the vlog, people will agree with me. But there was nothing I was about, like, like I don't know. What it really comes down to is what I've decided the way I'm going to handle in the future if a cop walks into my shop speaking to me. Because really, the real problem here is I can't fucking keep putting my employee in this position. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, yeah So if a, if a cop comes in, I'm going to be like, hey, so um, I, you know, based on my Fifth Amendment rights and how disrespectful I get how quickly because I can't keep my mouth shut, am I free to go? And if they say yes, I'm going to be like, great. Have a wonderful day and walk out the back door while they watch. Yeah. Uh, that's my plan. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. but, so essentially, right now, where I'm at, because that's you know, one of the big questions we have to end with is, where do we go from here? Because, yeah. you know, like, so one, I'm waiting to get a copy of that police report. 
filed a report. Like, like now Worcester does it online. It used to be you had to you had to go down to the Worcester police station, and this out. It was literally like they were open from like I think it was something like 11 a.m. to to like 3 p.m. two days a week or something stupid like that. Yeah. And it was also the same window that uh, sex offenders registered at. So like you had to wait there for like three hours or sometimes it was anyway. So then they switched it to you had to mail in something. So essentially, mail in a request, and they'll mail you back whatever reports you're looking for, which is executive function hell. Yeah. Now you can do it online. So I've been waiting five days, and I have an email saying I asked for it. And essentially, I need to read how fucked I am. Uh, the guy, <laughs> the, the the guy, the second who was there. I mean, because the fact of the matter is, this is probably something I can get thrown out. I don't think I should defend myself, but I also need to see because they said the date of the offense was the third, which was the date I was warned that first day. So, which is which is important because uh, there was a sticker there that day. Yeah. Do they have any way of actually proving that I put any of those stickers there, or like, is this you know? So I need to actually see what the police report says. You know, on, on the other hand, I posted on Instagram this one, but they can't truly prove it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what the actual uh, police report says. We'll see what what I'm up against, and I'm probably gonna have to fucking lawyer up for this. <laughs> Um, but the good news is that the guy said the guy tried to uh, tell my um, employee that I was uh, being charged a second time with tagging, which was like news to fucking me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I also need to I might need to get a police report from that first time, but I don't know. Like maybe I'm going to get another another summons in the mail or something for the second time. Huh. But I think that's essentially where that stands. Um, if I hear back from her in the next two days. Um, Maybe things will go differently, but I don't expect to hear from her. I don't yeah. think I'm going to get a check. I don't think I'm going to hear anything about wiretap laws. Um, she has continued to hope I will go away, and I've continued to make it abundantly clear that I will not. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as going to small claims court, uh, you know, that uh, I'm going to get a court date probably within a month. Uh, like, as in I will be informed of the court date within a month, yeah. but it might be two to five months out. I don't really have any actual clue. Um, but but that's part of the fun of this, and that's part of why it's so great to have this exchange now. The 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 discussion about because like now if I don't hear from anything from her, the last note on this was me offering her a settlement. That at that point, because like keep in mind, I'm suing her for sixty five hundred plus you know it's one hundred and fifty bucks to file. Uh, that's the other thing worth mentioning. Small claims has a maximum amount of seven thousand bucks, which is part of why this is so perfect. But you can go but triple damages. So because of all this, I'm essentially going to end up being suing suing her for like 18 grand. Wow. But it's not about the rat things at that point. Deceptive and unfair practices, yeah. which I have thoroughly documented. Yeah, you've abundantly right. proved it. Right. And um, like, so I don't, you know, honestly, like at this point, it's it's almost like like I don't like my guess is she's going to hire a lawyer and she is going to show up and is going to argue. But but uh. I don't know. Like, like that's yeah. the other part of this is because I, I quoted her lawyer and I described these unfair defect, deceptive practices so thoroughly and because like I, I described the, the the back and forth with like on this date I sent her attorney um, you know a picture of a sign that reads no audio and visual like sorry video on audio recording and asked if they needed further clarification on anything or like yeah, yeah, so yeah. all of this is documented so no lawyer is going to want to fucking touch that. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not just a difficult to win. This is a probably going to lose um and you know she's gonna have to give someone like a two thousand dollar retainer to start yeah. um but i don't know but we, we might end up in court you know she probably will not respond to me any further like i don't think she has anything to gain from it at this point no no and so it is shitty like i mean right it's, yeah it's a shitty situation but is, is part of you a little 
thankful or grateful. Oh my God, so fucking much. I know, would not be where I am today if like she a hadn't. Crash course, you know, almost. Yeah, no, it's like I said with my employee. I, I am without a doubt. I kept. I, I, I am like growing the fuck out of my business because of spite. Like literally, I was yeah. trying to sell my business. I was, you know, it, it was ten years. Like, like at this point, I, like I have already done something that like most people fail at. Like seven years before I've like like I'm. You know, at this point, I have learned a fuck ton. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't take it as a failure to, to not keep my business. Yeah. Um, and I was ready to move forward. Um, and then she essentially yanked that option out from under me. So now that I have to keep it, I might as well make it like eight times fucking better. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's, I mean, it's a great motivator. Yeah. Yeah. So, shit. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I forgot because there were so many different parts of this. Sign wars, start with vinyl and blue taping. Tagging charges. Um, what was my... Uh, still waiting for a copy of the police report. Oh, yeah, I need to get together. KathyLewLandlord.com. Um, <laughs> wiretap laws. I think that was it. Landlord's husband. Yeah. Yeah, the city inspection department was, like, not useless, but also almost made it worse because they didn't document... Like, if I hadn't called them, you know, now there... But now there's a documentation... Um, like, there's documentation that they smelled something, but the first time, and not from the second time he was there, and then the other guy who was there in between was there when I had it, the, all the windows open and the full vans on and the air purifier going. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah. but, uh, I feel like there's got, I, I must be missing something, but I think that actually is completely it. Security deposit. Oh, yeah, um, I want to talk, uh, so one of the other things that's worth mentioning here, um, retaliation. Residential tenants are covered for retaliation. Uh, if you, that was one of the other things I looked up because this is a really fucking important, here we go. It is illegal for a land, and, and keep in mind, this isn't beneficial to me in this situation because I'm a commercial tenant, but it would have protected my friend who lived in the apartment above me, or it would protect, you know, most of her other tenants. And this is one of those things I want to put in KathyLouLandlord.com so everyone understands. It is illegal for a landlord to retaliate against you because you've engaged in certain activities protected by the law. You cannot be evicted for, or rent raised for notifying your landlord in writing of violations to the, of the state sanitary code, reporting your landlord to health inspectors or other officials for violations of law, withholding rent because of bad conditions, taking legal action against your landlord to enforce your rights, organizing or joining a tenant's right organization, taking action under laws that protect individuals from domestic abuse or harassment uh, by uh, asking your landlord to change your locks for safety reasons, Reporting to a police officer, a law enforcement, or law enforcement, an incident of domestic violence, rape, sexual assault, or stalking. Reporting a violation of an abuse or anti-harassment order. The landlord tries to evict you or sends you an eviction notice, a rent increase notice, or notice of any substantial changes in the terms of your lease or tenancy within six months of you having engaged in any of the above activities, a court must presume that that landlord is retaliating against you. If a court decides that the landlord was retaliating, you cannot be evicted. Uh, you also likely, that's also specifically something that's often talked about with 93A claims. Um, since, you know, that's an unfair and deceptive behavior. But uh, the reason it's important to mention that is because so many people are concerned to complain to their landlord or complain to the health department. Um, 
It's the other way around. You, you know, I, I have heard some people joke that with scummy landlords, you should actually call every six to seven months to keep, to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know what? With people like Kathy, that kind of shit makes sense, which is part of what's so frustrating here. It's like, you know, as a landlord, it's an inherent power dynamic. And, you know, I, when I became a landlord, I read the, from front to back the uh, both the tenant law... Um, tenant guides and the, the landlord guide yeah. uh, for the rights because these are important. These are the guidelines everyone needs to know. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, it's, she's instead bullying people and it's shitty and exactly what people are supposed to be protected from. <laughs> yeah, so in the, in the to, to kind of like segue off of retaliation do you feel like what you're doing is huh. like some sort, you know, like yeah, yeah. It's a like great in, question. In a so, way. yeah. So, does it um, give you relief? I guess is um, what I'm asking. Well, hopefully about eighteen grand of relief. Um, yeah. In the, in so, the, short answer is uh, no. I so so this is okay. So, the short answer is this is me hard. Like so, I you know that meme that used to go around the Facebook all the time that don't be an asshole to me because then I have to be an asshole to you and I'm better at being an asshole than you are. Yeah. This is the healthiest form of that coping of that, of that for me. I see, this is I the see, healthiest see, goddamn see, outlet is essentially being a complete asshole to bullies. Yeah. Um, but I, I think an important component of it for me, like the, the you know the way I justify it to myself is one, they're doing this to everyone else. Like like they they are actively abusing their pa- like like you know they're, they're they're like one. I know I'm not the only person that's you know suffering as a result of how this person runs their business. Yeah. Um, but I also know that most of those people think they're fucking alone. Um, and that by being loud about it and talking about things like retaliatory you know, laws, I can empower them a little bit. So it, it's, it's yes, it's totally uh, some level of revenge. Um, but my goal is not just to hurt them. It's also to reduce their negative impact um, and empower others. Yeah. Um, and that's essentially how I'm justifying it to myself. Uh, it's very similar to uh, we, we, um, that uh, Brian Window episode within the internet drama. Um, how you know, like this person was bullying a lot of other people, yeah, but yeah, because yeah, of yeah, yeah. but because of the power dynamics involved, those people can't always say or do anything. Yes. Um, and it's actually that's very fucking relevant. Kathy's a, a, a real estate agent, yeah. like, and I've now heard from two different people that that she's a bully in that world, yeah. and like those people can't say anything. The the, the realtor world has a anti. It's like you know, like the yeah, a blue. Can't, uh, can't talk shit, talk shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like an anti snitching effect, like yeah. the um. What is it? A blue, thin, yeah, the blue wall of silence. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's you know the the realtor. Wall, uh, oh my god, the thin beige wall of silence. <laughs> that's that's gonna go in the description. Yeah. But but anyways, yeah, it, it's you know people like that are able to continue bullying people because they you know no one everyone thinks I I, I watched something again Louis Rossman like last week on bullying and it was from like seven years ago but one of the things he made clear one of the things he talked about is. Bullying is bullies pick on people because they're alone. Like they, they it's it, for bullies. It's you know they're already in a position of power. They're already taking more. But the reason they're picking on people is because they can. But but because they think you're alone and they know that you think you're alone. And I'm telling these people that they're not fucking alone. Um, that this is and that's not them. Like Kathy outright fucking gaslit me on like eight different levels yeah. at so many different points, and I, I you know outright labeled it that a few times. But but the fact of the matter is like this is exactly what people are afraid of, and I think 
I don't know. I, I think, one, there's probably some people out there who haven't had a landlord like this and don't realize that, you know, this is why we need fucking laws like this. Yeah. Um, so I think being loud about this kind of problematic behavior helps other people to say, yeah, that's fucking problematic, and there, there are ways to handle that. That is wrong, and I don't have to put up with it just because they're the landlord. There are procedures, there are processes, um, and I, it's, worth, it's worth mentioning, like, I've actually helped friends with this before. Um, like, see, here's the thing. I don't really go for 93A unless I'm trying to fucking get triple damages. Yeah. Like, this is, at this point, it is a, a punitive measure. Yeah. Um, it's also worth acknowledging this isn't my first rodeo. I actually, um, you know Miola Ice Cream? Yes. Okay, so my West Boylston shop um, was, uh, Mark Miola was my landlord there. Yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, right next to the, uh, West, um, the Army Navy surplus store. Yeah. And uh, he didn't give me back my security deposit. I waited a month, no contact. That was deliberate. Um, I called him. I'm like, hey, give me a security deposit. Like, after, after he doesn't do anything for a month, including give me a, a, a accounting, I'm pretty much entitled to it. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, there wasn't a statement of condition, which is another thing everyone should do. But um, more importantly, he said it was about, like, painting. And anyways, it was there were, there were a few things that, you know, actually in that situation, I didn't do anything fucking wrong, and I did deserve it back. Um, you know, his complaints was that we didn't paint the, the, the top baseboards white, but that was at his request, and that there were holes in the floor, but those both of those two holes were there when I got the place. Yeah. And, but also, more importantly, he hadn't said anything in 30 days, and so I, uh, I took him to small claims, and I won. He, uh, I didn't actually end up fighting him. I, um, like, he defaulted. He didn't show yeah. up. Um, and then so I'm calling him about him, like, hey, so just so you know, the next step is a civil, a civil arrest warrant, a habeas corpus. And I'm just quoting. And, um, and uh, so, I fi- so he gets his lawyer to reach out to me, and we settled for three grand, which was, like, 800 less than the court had determined. Um, and 2,000 more than my security deposit. Yeah. So, um... I don't know if I'm hoping she doesn't show up. I think she will, and I think um, I'm probably going to win, and I don't know. But, yeah, it's totally fucking uh, retaliatory on my end, um, but but not in a... It, it's more of an equaling the scales thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, trying to bring some balance. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, but, but, like, there's definitely a... I don't know. On, on some level, it's... I don't know. The real fascinating thing, and this is the last... Uh, I know we're running on. This is about to be a whole other tangent because the other <laughs> eviction I was talking about, like I, I just was on the other side of an eviction, which yeah. is a fascinating because, like, I was playing there. Essentially, there were when this. So, so the best part was they were supposed to leave June uh, June first, which was when I was leaving there, and I sent a bunch of emails to her and her lawyer, essentially saying. You know, del- not even delay tactics, but seeming delay tactics. Like, hey, I should be out by, and I gave her like two days, and I was like, next email. The next day was like three days later, and I was trying to get her lawyer to send me something saying, get the fuck out, citing whatever. Yeah. He could do that, and I was gonna fucking copy and paste it to their lawyer. Yeah. Because <laughs> and uh, but but I, but but I never heard from her lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it was really hoping for that. But um. So I, uh, my, um, my employee joked uh, to me, he, he, I was describing the, you know, I was v- ranting about being fucked over by my landlord while being, you know, severely hindered by my tenants, yeah. by the law, and fucked over by the law on both sides. <laughs> like, it's not illegal for them to smoke in, in my, in, next to oxygen tanks in my unit, but it's not, it's not illegal for her not to do anything about the dead rodents in my unit. And, like, so my, my, uh, my tenant... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so that's where I'm going with this. My, my tenant, uh, not my tenant, my employee joked about, um, he said, uh, uh, petit bourgeois, like, you, you know, you're in the middle of two, of two classes. Yeah. And I misheard him, uh, because, in, and in context, thought it was, uh, menage de trois. 
Because okay. like, right? And I and so so uh, you know when I someday write a fucking book on this year, there's going to be a, a, a you know when I write a, a book, there's going to be a chapter uh, about both of these processes, menage petit bourgeois, what at the fuck ever. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like because I'm, I'm getting, I it really is getting fucked on both it's ends here, and it's just been kind of you know whole fucking ride. And I'm, um, but but the important part is like you know it's been fascinating to watch. Them, you, you know, uh, my, my former tenants use all of the delay tactics available to them and then, you know, be patient and, and flexible and but but still have to, at every step of everything, uh, you know, defend my stance where I am and make sure I'm not tripping myself up. And then to watch someone else, like, you know, just, you know, do it with impunity because she, you know, because she's the fucking landlord and has 10 properties <laughs> and is used to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't take much to be... I mean, it's not like it's easy to be a good landlord, but it's not fucking hard. No. And it's really a matter about how you fucking run your business. Yeah. Like, that's where I was going with this, with with how much they spent on their properties, is like, you know, at the, like if you bought your property over five years ago, like, one of your tenants is paying your mortgage, the other one's paying all of your taxes and, and utilities, and then, like, you know, then you have one to three tenants making you profit in fucking ten buildings. Yeah. They don't have to be scumbags about this. Yeah. Like, you know, when I don't, re like, like I haven't replaced, I need to replace this commercial roof. Um, I haven't done that yet because it's 14 grand and I don't have that sitting in a bank account to throw into this. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's no excuse for not, like, you know, hiring a fucking pest control company yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. when you have this. Like, and that's the other thing. You have one coming from Rhode Island. You have ten properties in the city. Yeah. Are you, like, bargain hunting that hard? Like, Word. like what's going on here? Yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't, it, it's not that hard. You, don't, it, you know, it might not be easy to be a landlord, but it's really easy not to be a slumlord. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I, you know, we're really asking. <laughs> and for somebody with 10 properties, you know, you would expect some sort of, uh, you know, some professionalism justification for, you know, the actions. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, but no, I mean, there's no accountability. And that's the reason there isn't is because they haven't really needed to. You know, people complain and they kick them out. Like, that's, that's what, oh, I, I don't even if I actually specifically talked about that portion, portion of the text log, but like, you know, they kicked me out after, uh, like, like, because I was making a big deal about this. I was like, no, yeah. this is your responsibility, and I will not pay until you have addressed it. Exactly. And they were like, okay, fine, you can leave at the end of your lease. And, like, that's just, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, this business of 10 years had to find a new home. Because yeah. It's not the same as kicking a person out. Exactly. But it, 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 it's it's also, like, still you know. Shitty. Yeah. Still shitty. Still pretty shitty. Yeah. But I'm also really, 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 really glad I did. Holy shit, this worked out so well in so yeah. many different ways. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't even fucking looking until this started. Silver linings, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes the shit happens for a reason. Like, as corny as it is to say, cliche as it is, you know, it was boom. Meant to yeah. happen. You found this new place. Yeah. Shit's thriving. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> who knows, you could make three triple damages. I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm hoping a bunch of other people will follow. I want to, like, not necessarily playbook this, but I want to, like, you know, detail the steps I went through or, like, like, I'm going to give people a list of the links to the resources because, I don't know, 93, like, there are so many different things. Like, 93A is one that everyone in Massachusetts, that and uh, retaliation laws. Yeah. Like, everyone in Massachusetts should know about them because those are, like, equalizing laws. Yeah. Like, those are designed to make it easy for the people to fight back. Yep. And, um... You know, being familiar with them can give you the upper hand in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, man. Like awesome. I, said, I hope this has been <laughs> educational. I know it was for me. Uh, for anybody that listened. 
If, uh, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out because I, I, there's probably something we missed. I tried to answer everything. I asked earlier if anyone wanted to answer anything specific, but uh, there's a lot here. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely got lost in the sauce. I picked it up a little bit, but I was just like literally just trying to process it all real time. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on. This has been going on for at this point about uh, oh, February, seven months. Fuck. There's a lot going on. So yeah. I mean, realistically, how much can they charge you for tagging? Oh, uh, so uh, so tagged with the tagging. Yeah. So um, so the main concern. So I don't. So the main concern is, I think, if I'm charged with it, I might have to worry about my driver's license. Ironically. Oh, son of a bitch. Which which kind of brings us back to the tagging law is one of those like oppression-based laws. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like it's it's a poor people law. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, short version is I think fifteen hundred's the potential fee. Um, there's a possibility that it might be three times damages, which is you know like a bottle of Windex and some arm elbow grease. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I think fifteen hundred is, and uh, I don't I don't think I'm looking at jail time. I looked at the sentencing guidelines, uh. um, which is another thing worth doing. If you're ever wondering like the actual answer to what could possibly go wrong. You can usually find the actual sentencing guidelines, like or, or the jury criteria. Uh, this was a tip I once got from um, one of my firearms groups. Someone asked about you know defense laws, and you know there's a bunch of people talking about castle law and this and that. And then one person shared the instructions to the jury for self-defense, and that is the end-all, be-all. So I looked at the instructions, uh, the, the sentencing laws, and the short version is I might be looking at a fine. Um, however. I need to be careful that they didn't paint this far worse than it is, and I need to be careful that, um, I don't know, you know, I, I, I should probably still hire a fucking lawyer because if I go in there <laughs> trying, you know, talking like I do, it, it, you know, I, I don't know, I, I, uh, I don't know, the word impetuous comes to mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, shit could get spicy, man. Yeah. Well, shit, man, it's been fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to have fun writing this description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe not next week, but we'll see you guys soon. We, uh, we took a break for the summer vacation, and uh, we are going to be getting back on track, and we're going to be doing more episodes just us. Yes, 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 yes. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next time.